Check it out. I call it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For my brothers with daughters, I call this. For my brothers with daughters, I call this. For my brothers with daughters, I call this. For my brothers with daughters, I saw my daughter send a letter to some boy her age who locked up. First I regretted it, then caught my rage. Like, how could I not protect her from this awful face? Never tried to hide who I was, she was taught and raised. Like a princess, but while I'm on stage, I can't leave her defenseless. Plus she see me switching women, pops was on some pimp shit. She heard stories of her daddy dugging. So if her husband is a gangster, can't be mad, I love her. Never, for her I want better. Homie in jail, dead dad, wait till he come home. You can see where his head's at. Niggas got game, they be trying to live He seen your mama crib, plus I'm sure he know who your father is Although you real, plus an honest kid Don't think I'm slow, I know you probably had that chronic lid You 17, I got a problem with it She look at me like I'm not the cleanest father figure But she rocking with it, Hey. For my brothers with daughters, I call this For my brothers with daughters, I call this Not saying that our sons are less important Uh Yo, it's a Father's Day podcast, man. I actually wanted to, um, you know, start off with uh, Nasty Nas, man. It's going to be a fun podcast, but I, I really love that track um, because obviously it resonates with me because I have two daughters and um, I just thought it was, it just, it was a great um, review on like what it's like to be a uh, older uh, person but you don't really have that traditional viewpoint that your parents are. And, um, you know, this podcast, man, we're going to get into just a number of different things. I got uh, two of my frat brothers, and we're going to introduce them in a second. But I just want to get some thoughts, man. Like, um, you know, black fatherhood really has uh, had a shifting in the last, I'd say, 20, 30 years. Um, I know there's still this uh, negative purview that, you know, uh, black fathers are not actually raising their children. But there's been a recent study that has shown that um, that's actually not true. Um, in the last 10 years, we've seen an increase in um, black fathers taking an active role in their ch- child's life. So the narrative has actually been flipped and you started seeing that fathers are, you know, um, whether it's staying at home and, you know, uh, caring, uh, doing home, quote unquote, home care business or home, uh, uh, you know, being a stay at home father um, or just being more active in the child's life. And, you know, that's from even from the beginning of from birth all the way until rearing them. And it's not the traditional roles that um, has been afforded to or the narrative that has been afforded to black fathers in the past. And I just think that's dope because I know for me, that's really been applied to my life. And when I raise my kids, um, I really have taken a shift on how I like to see my daughters view the world and view myself and view manhood. And um, it's imperative for me because I feel like I'm the first introduction they're going to have to the world as far as even how to deal with the male species. And I want that to be the best representation. I'm not always, you know, listen, I'm not always the best father. And what did not say, you know what I'm saying? I'm not the cleanest father figure, but she rocking with it. That's literally what <laughs> my kids are, uh, about man. And you know, I'm not always getting it perfect. And I, I have my own ways of doing things. And I hope that when they look back at things like my dad was pretty dope, he was not perfect, but you know, he's very honest with me. And I wanted them to see that authenticity about that. And I think that's really what's important about fatherhood, being authentic with your children. Um, So, yeah, we'll get into that, man. I just want to say thank you all for actually checking out the podcast. 
Um, you know, if you're on Apple, or if you live on Spotify, thank you. If you're on Apple, man, continue to rate this podcast, leave a five star rating, um, you know, and leave a message on the uh, Apple uh, algorithms because that's how they uh, grade whether or not a podcast has an active audience. Um, obviously, you can check out the podcast on KamaraWilliams.com, and that's where I have, actually have a weekly blog as well. Um, you know, also, I'd ask that you would not only continue to share the podcast on social media, but share it with your friends if you really like what we were talking about. Uh, we want to give a shout out to the sponsors this week on MyCompassTax.com, 850-273-7193, Compass Tax Advisors. Um, if you're just looking for a tax attorney, uh, they can handle you and take care of you and make sure you're straight. Okay, so if you are also in the market for a home, uh, contact Keystone Global Real Estate at 407-680-8510 or KeystoneGlobalRealEstate.com. And of course, if you're looking for a probate, estate planning, guardianship, um, just anything in regards to that area, uh, you can contact uh, Smith & Williams Trial Group at 888-SWTGLaw.com or 888-798-4529 or Williams at SWTGLaw.com. All right, beautiful. So Listen, we're going to go ahead and introduce uh, my guest. Uh, I'm going to start off with a uh, person in studio first, uh, my boy Joe, Joey Ocean. What up, Joe? What's up, brother? How you doing? Oh, you got the deep voice, man. I'm going to have to, have to lower my voice too, man. No, you, I wanna... <laughs> you, gotta, you need to tell them, what, you gotta tell them what time it is. Oh, no, listen, <laughs> we ain't going to tell them what time it is. But listen, uh, we go, you know, listen, It it by the time you hear this podcast, it's going to be after Father's Day, because it's gonna obviously it's a Tuesday when they're hearing it, and Father's Day just has this past weekend. But yeah. um, I appreciate you joining us, and, and I appreciate you, man. Nah, man, it's gonna be a fun pod, bro. It's gonna be a fun pod. <laughs> the other, my other frat brother, who you guys have heard multiple times, uh, Rob, you still here with us? Yes, sir. What's going on, fellas? Yo, what up, guy, bro? What's up, man? And Rob is actually traveling, so yes, yes. So I am actually. Today, I am on the road. Uh, Kamara hit me up uh, and said, yo, I want to do a pod. I was like, okay, I'm in the car for the next three hours. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally how I plan stuff. It's yeah, not. It's- yeah. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> so-, so I am, um, I have my son, me, he's asleep in the back seat right now. And uh, we're meeting up with uh, my cousin and his daughter mm. and we're doing a little father's day trip to myrtle beach south carolina for the weekend now that's dope there you go see that there you go now fun fact rob actually goes to my second favorite hbcu he graduated from there oh yeah i mean of course it's famu first number one number one but right i definitely love a and t man so i just had to give you a shout out real quick on that <laughs> <laughs> i i appreciate I appreciate the love from the second best HBCU oh, in the nation <laughs> because us Aggies are running things. They literally, literally, literally on, are on track and field, track. literally on That's track true. and field, yeah. holding it down. Yeah. And we all know what the we all know what the blue and gold marching machine does. But you know that that we're not going to get into that today. Right. Well, you know, speaking of fatherhood, I think if fam, you had not been birth then we probably would not have an ant so you're welcome you're welcome welcome, son you're welcome (laughs) daddy loves you (laughs) wait wait, you lucky i'm in the car i'm gonna i'm gonna take those facts when i get out the car i'm gonna take those facts oh man man listen 
listen, listen, man. I, shout out to A and T, man, for the. He uh, mentioned it. Track and field that was dope. Yeah, you guys have got two going. To, uh, going to try it for the Olympic trials, man. Yeah. So. Yep. I, got two of them. Got a, uh, a young man and a young lady, both trying out for the Olympic trials. So God bless and best of luck to those two young young stars. That's dope, man. That is, that is dope. So, throughout this pod, I'm going to incorporate some dad jokes. <laughs> okay? And so, um, I need you to laugh at my jokes or not laugh. No, actually, if you don't laugh, that's fine. <laughs> I want to see a genuine if it's funny or not. But I really came up with these jokes yesterday. All right, Rob? <laughs> It's going to be intersected within the pod. You don't know, you don't know when it's going to hit, but it's going to, it, it, you know, it's going to be like, and yeah. by the way, <laughs> I'll just do the, <laughs> the, the yeah. level of excitement, the level of excitement <laughs> and anticipation on my face right now. You guys see I the smile on his face right now. <laughs> oh, I, I bet. Oh, he thinks, he, thinks, he thinks he's about to be the next Dave Chappelle on this pod. Okay. Listen, listen, I don't, I, the point of dad jokes are they're super corny and they're ridiculous. They be, yeah. And I really feel like um, I couldn't do an appropriate podcast without incorporating, surrounding Father's Day without incorporating dad jokes. So, it, but you don't know. We don't know when it's going to hit. Yeah. You, don't, you don't know when it's going to hit. I just want to, you know. Right. You know, it's going to be in the midst of a conversation. I might interrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, uh, but let's start it out in, in some high energy, man. So, Rob, I'm going to let you lead it off. And you tell me, you know, your first thought when you found out that, uh, you know, Ashley was pregnant. Oh, man. Oh, wow. All right. So we're over a decade ago. Yeah. Um, and. Ashley tells me that, well, of course, what's, what's the first thing that we all hear? I'm late. And you like, how late? What? Late for work? No, you good? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's, it's still 730. <laughs> yeah, what you talking about? Right. What you talking about? You got what plenty of time to get to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You late for your hair appointment? Yeah, what? Right, what? Right, right. That's not till oh, Thursday. Oh, I think, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> She said, no, I'm late, late. Uh, I need to go get a pregnancy test. I'm like, oh, that's kind of late. Yeah. Oh, and so sure enough, she was pregnant. And uh, I'll never forget, right in uh, Winter Park Hospital, um, she had our son, seven pounds, six ounces, baby boy. And we were, let's see, we were in the hospital maybe for like a day and a half. I remember sleeping on those horrible, uncomfortable little chairs. I pulled two chairs together yeah. and slept across them, um, waiting for, you know, while, while she is going through labor and the, the joys and, and everything of, and pain of labor for her. And, uh, but finally, uh, it, around 1 p.m., uh, she gave birth to our baby boy. And uh, lo and behold, Kamar, you and Ivory and and a couple of more of our good friends came through and celebrated the monument occasion with us. Yeah, yeah. I will never show that picture, though. Hopefully that picture's burned because I look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but you see pictures from over a decade ago, you'd be like, man, what was I on? You know? You're right. 
it's like, oh, burn them. <laughs> shout out to your shout out to your, your the birth of your first child, but I don't want to see those pictures. <laughs> we we did take pictures in the hospital, man. It was a great we'll, moment. We'll keep those on the low. Yeah, we'll keep yeah. those on the low. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, it was a great moment, man, and I, I was really um, proud to be a part of that. Um, you know, and just seeing that as when it, when your good friends um, welcoming uh, their, their their child into the world and just seeing the love and affection and pride in that man was um, inspiring. And that was actually before we even um, had children. That was actually before ooh, I think Ivor and I. I don't know if we were dating or engaged or we just just got married. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't recall. <laughs> but anyway. It's- yeah, I'm not sure if it, yeah, that's a good question. No, we definitely weren't married. We definitely weren't married. No, definitely weren't married. You were either dating or engaged at that time. Which is really risky because I, listen, the fact of the matter is. I t- and, you took her, and you took her to go see the birth of a child? <laughs> Jesus Christ, what was I on? <laughs> you love that woman. Oh. You love that girl. Oh, my God, that was, that was terrible. You know, a uh, uh, um, funny story. <laughs> We took I took Ivory to a frat picnic, right? And uh, this is when we were obviously still dating. And one of the the mothers said, "Oh, he must really like you." And this is what she said. I didn't. Ivory told me this in the car, and she said she must really like you. He must really like you. And Ivory said, "What do you mean?" I said, "Because the bros don't be taking women to frat picnics unless they really like them." <laughs> <laughs> And so he's he's probably gonna marry you, and this is an older woman. <laughs> and I was like, and I shook shook my head in the car. I was like, yes, yeah, facts. Thank you, Miss Thompson. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Miss Gloria. <laughs> so that um, was actually wise. That was very uh, wise of her, by the way. So, um, Joe, so tell me the you know when Shelly dropped oh, the news man. to you. Yeah, no, that was um, we so we had just moved. Uh, back to Florida from Los Angeles, and um, I think we'd only been married a good year. And uh, the funniest thing is, so we were actually getting ready to go out, like to go party. Yeah, because um, you know we're we're back in Florida, so we're all super excited. And I was downstairs making her drink. Yeah, I mean, I, I got music going. I'm, I'm pouring Grey Goose to show you how far back that was. <laughs> I got Grey Goose is flowing. I'm mixing cranberry. And um, and I just start sipping. I'm like, babe, babe, let's go. Come on, let's go. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, just a second. You know, I'm still going. I finished one cup. You're on to, ten. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm lit. We got date night. I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. And she comes out. She didn't even say anything. She yeah. just holds up the stick. Yeah. And I was like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> what's that in your hand? What's that? And she's like, look. I was like, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I got closer and I was like, oh, what? She's yeah. like, yeah. So she's like, so you might want to pour mine out. Oh, I was like, dang. Whoa. And yeah. so, you know, we can't, I, yeah. I literally probably asked her like five more times, like, so y- you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. Man, so I was, man, we were so excited. So, so, so excited. And I mean, I knew, I knew it was a girl. We looked at boy names for maybe like yeah. a month or two. Yeah, but then I mean, we we named her Alani. I think probably about after the first trimester, like we, I, it just felt like a girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that was that was exciting, man. That was exciting. That was scary. Um, you know, you're reading all these books, and you know, she's a she's a pediatrician, and even she's kind of like, oh, you know, because it, it's, yeah. it's 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 the it's the scariest, best 
most incredible experience ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> and, and, and the birth. The birth. And then the birth. And the birth was funny because, you know, we made a deal. You know, I said, listen, you know, when she comes, I'm going to be on the backside, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't want to see what's going to happen to the toy box. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna stay behind. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, it was like, oh, you know, the doctor's like, well, see if you can push. And it's like one push. She's like, Joe, get down here. I was like, oh, wait, 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 no, no, yeah, no, we yeah. got an agreement. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah, next yeah. thing I know, bloop. <laughs> <laughs> the baby was here, man. Yeah. The first girl. So yeah, my first of three. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's crazy. Game changer. Yeah. Game and changer. you when you first when you first saw her, you were like, Oh man. Yeah. You know, you try to have Try not to have man tears, but yeah, I mean, yeah. super emotional. I'd say now what is funny, uh, and Robert, you may go through this with your son too, but I, I know I've definitely joked with Kamar about this before. Like, I find myself, like, being way more sensitive to stuff, like, yeah, watching stuff and getting, like, teary-eyed, and I'd be like, man, what the hell is going on with me right now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey. Don't let don't let me watch a movie with a father and a son or or no. not even just just a movie with a child and <laughs> something emotional happens to the child. Yeah, I'm like, oh crazy. my God, what is happening? Like yeah, tears. tears. Yeah. Straight up thug tears. Yeah. All day, man. Something changed, bruh. For yeah, real. It did, man. <laughs> it did. It did. It did. It's 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 such a it's such an incredible thing. It's so incredible. Yeah, you know, um, it's wild because I, it's a, it's amazing how children bring that out of you. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's it's really interesting how this, the the emotional um, graph that they put you on. Yeah, you know, just by their sheer presence, man, and yeah. and then it makes you, you know, super aware of everything around you that you didn't really consider. Yeah, before. Yeah, you know, for me, I was just like, I never thought about these things in the world, right, until. I started having children, especially with daughters. Oh, you yeah. know, I didn't yeah. really consider things. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to front, man. Like I, a lot of my growth and maturity in how I view women. And this is not, I'm not, this is not something to, you know, pat myself on the back here. I'm just being very authentic here was in how I was like, dang, like I, how do I see the world? And I'm looking at the world through her eyes now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want somebody to treat them or talk to them in a way that I may have operated in my twenties. Right. Or, or, or even in your thirties and it, yeah. you know, it's kind of like you guys were, were saying, you know, we are for our daughters and our sons, for our daughters, we are the first example of what love looks like for a man. Yeah. And then for our sons, we are the example of what love should look like when giving that to their mom, to yeah. women in general. I mean, so, it's a lot that comes with that. It definitely changes your 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 mindset, um, your point of view. I remember one time, Shelly, we were kind of joking around about that song, Biggie, about me and my chick. Yeah. And um, and she was like, you know, pretending to be like Faith Evans. She's like, would you die for me? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah. But then, but like when you think about a child and the things that, that you are willing to sacrifice right now at the drop of a dime to yeah. make sure that he or she is successful, that, yeah. that they're happy, that they're safe. Like, man, you, you, you can't, nothing can prepare you for that. Yeah. For that level of emotion and, 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 and world perspective shift that comes when you become a father. It's crazy. 
And it's instantaneous. Yeah, I mean, go ahead, Rob. Like, for so for having a son, it really was, especially those early, early formative years. Mm-hmm. It was he was my shadow. It was like having a little shadow that followed you around wow. and absorbed everything that you were doing. So yeah, I had to watch and think about how I moved. Um, and the thing is, it's like not only in public, but behind closed doors yeah. in your home. Yeah, you got to think about how you move, how you, you know, how you present yourself, even in your own home. Yeah, um, around him, and it's like that. That was quite an adjustment. Yeah, mm, yeah. Um, it's you know, and I, I want to. I'm gonna talk about that, like operating within a home and being like the unintentional lessons that you're showing your children, um, because I think that's important and how that differentiates from, um, our parents, you know, uh, what I want to actually just give a shout out though, uh, you know, is to my wife and, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't actually talk about the first time then I found out she was pregnant. Yeah, man, about to say it's your turn, cook. Yeah. And, um, you know, I remember Ivory coming into the room, the bedroom and, um, and she can, she can uh, co-sign on this one. She uh, she said, hey, I'm pregnant. And my response was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, cool. You know, like, I was just like, I was real. I, you know, it was, I just had this sense of peace yeah. over me. And it's probably the last sense of peace I've ever had. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, was that because it hadn't really sunk in yet? I, no, it, you know what it was? It was just like, I... I knew that she really wanted to be a mother. She had been talking about it um, for a while. And I think it was a year or so into, or maybe two years into our marriage. I, I can't recall. And um, that's probably easy math for me because <laughs> if I really wanted to think about it. But, uh, you know, it was just really early on. And I know she had really, really wanted it yeah. to, to, to happen. And, you know, honestly, I had saw myself as being a, a parent. And so I wasn't like scared at that moment. You know, I wasn't like, oh my God, what's going to happen? I was just kind of like, I was like, cool. Like, this is the next step. You know what I mean? This is what yeah, it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I, I literally just like, cool. You know? Now, what proceeded afterwards was this overwhelming panic of like, <laughs> what, and this is like in the coming days after that. I was like, oh my God. Like, I am not ready for a child. Like, I was like, mentally, I was like, I am broke. I was like, I have no form of, how am I going to take care of this child? Like, what is happening into my world? Right. I just got nervous. Like, I just started thinking about all these things. And um, a friend, good friend of mine, um, shout out to LaDre, I was just kind of like venting to him, like, how scared I was about everything. Like, I can't, I don't know what I'm going to do. And he was like, man. He said, come on, man, I just want you to calm down. Um, he said, you will figure it out. It's like, you're, you're, this child is going to be well taken care of. You know, I mean, you're going to figure out your way, and it's gonna, things are going to be okay. And this child is not going to be on the street. This child is not going to go day hungry. This child is not going to go day without love, and you will be fine. And, you know, um, it's, it's cool when your parents say that, but it's like when your friends are like, kind of like who you're confiding in, you're really being authentic. Like I am scared shitless about yeah, what's yeah. happening in my life right now. Like, you know, um, you know, just starting out in a practice and everything like that. It's just, it was like, how am I going to, I'm trying to get this practice off the ground. And 
here I am trying to, you know, now bring in another human. I already have to take care of my wife. Right. You know, now I'm trying to, I got to take care of this whole other um, human. And um, it was, you know, it was an overwhelming experience, but obviously something that um, I look back at fondly and like I chuckle, you know. Yeah. But let me ask you this. And you're you're probably going to ask this anyway, uh, you and Rob. How much advice were you able to get from your own dad that was helpful? <laughs> None. My parents, uh, my, my dad didn't give me any type of advice. And we'll, we'll get into that in a moment. So, uh, Rob, what about you? My, so, <laughs> so, of course, uh, I was down there in Florida with y'all yeah. at the time. Yeah. And my dad is in Virginia. Um, and so, uh, so they actually, when Ryan was born, my parents, it was their first grandchild at the time. And so they immediately flew down and they actually stayed with us for a week. Um, the first, uh, I believe, no, they took the second week. So Ashley's parents took the first week and then they came down and then my parents came the second week. And honestly, my dad, um, he's, he's not a man of many words, yeah. but he spits knowledge when he does talk. Yeah. Um, very, uh, very strong, positive man. Um, a lot of qualities that I've picked up, I've picked up from him because he, you know, he, he's my hero. He really is. So, yeah. So for my pops, I did learn a lot. He did pass down some knowledge and some things that kind of help ease my fears that during that those early years yeah that's dope nice um my dad basically dr webster is only dr webster can do it (laughs) (laughs) he was like son learn to be patient yeah and and, i mean that's about as deep as it got that's (laughs) (laughs) That's about as deep as it got and and at the time i was like man i need i need way more than that yeah yeah i need give me some dr huxtable shit i need (laughs) but it it was kind of like on on some miyagi shit because later on you know when you're when you're pacing the hallway at three o'clock in the morning trying to put a baby back to sleep and you're, you're getting frustrated you know you can almost hear the words son be patient 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 I'm like, oh, okay, I get it, I yeah. get it. <laughs> so I, I, let me let me uh, let me go ahead and give my dad his flowers um, because <laughs> I want to say that, like, I I, I joke that he it was, he wasn't giving me this deep advice, but he did tell me he was like, you know, and I'm paraphrasing here because my fa- my father's a man of few words as well. He don't he's not much for conversation. I think everybody from that generation only talks uh, about 20 words at a time and, that, and, that, and then they're out. They got a thousand words every year. They want to yeah, say, yeah, that's <laughs> <quoting. Back. laughs> and, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste, I'm going to waste 300 of them on, on LeBron James. Yeah, that's, right. <laughs> that's, so you got 700 Boy, words. At that, time, at that time, Michael Jordan. Um, at that, that time, Michael Jordan. Michael right. Exactly. Right. So, or, you know, <laughs> politics in my dad's case. That's right. It, yeah. You know, and, um, you know, my, my dad did say like, you know, son, you were in a natural place in your life. Um, and you know, you, you went to school, um, you know, you graduated, you got married and you have children, you got children. And so the next, this is the natural progress. So things are going to be okay. And I was like, you know, and sometimes as simple as that may be, right. It actually is very true because, like, you realize as you progress through life, 
like, oh, this is just part of the natural occurrence of how things are. Like, you're going to have your ups and downs. You're going to have your ebbs and flows. But it's it's natural. And it, you're not reinventing the life wheel. Right. You're not the first dead. Right. You right. know, and so I think that was something that I, as I've gotten obviously older and I've had, you know, over a, about a decade in marriage and I have, you know, um, you know, two children now, I see... I tend to have a long range view. I just anything now. I, t- I have a long range view on things. I don't look at things in the immediacy. I look at things like, all right, what's that going to look like two or three, four years from now? Right. You know, because that's where I, I have to look at my children. I don't look at, you know, and sometimes that frustrates Ivory, but I literally try to look at things like down the line. And I think that's kind of how, you know, my father, and actually that's not even kind of, that's how my father operates. My father doesn't operate in the instantaneous. He's very slow moving. He's very like, I just don't, I'm not going to react when you want me to react. That was frustrating growing up. You know what I mean? Because I was like, I want it. I want to do this now. And he'd be like, yeah, I'll get back to you. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like, motherfucker, I want it now. Like, what do you mean you get back to me? You know, but I need answers. Right? I need answers you know? And so, um, but, you know, and I, I think that's something that um, I picked up on. And actually we can transition into this. Um, just the natural lessons that we learned from our parents not lessons that like they sat us down and they had talks but like things that you kind of uh, you know you received just kind of being in their home I'll start off with you Rob and then I'll go to you Joe so lessons that I learned from my father or that that I've kind of taken on as a new age dad now well just lessons like you kind of like you just kind of being in the presence you're like I damn I kind of do that like, you know, like, you know, like I, I didn't realize I was going to be doing this, but I kind of do that now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for for my son, I think it's just how I carry myself and just my demeanor and, and the way out. It's, it's like the little things. It's like the way you walk, the, the, the words you say. Like, I still use my D.C. slang every now and then. You right. know, come on, young. Right. Like, hold right. up. <laughs> right. Like, oh, you lunching. Like, and next thing you know, we're watching TV and, or we're playing around. And he's like, man, come on, young. I'm like, whoa. Whoa, right. <laughs> real. <laughs> like, oh, man, you're really, like, picking up on every little thing. So, yeah, it's just the little things, just little things that, you know, you, you don't usually notice about yourself, but when your uh, mirror, a little mirror, kind of echoes and, and copies a lot of these mannerisms and little things that you say on a regular basis, um, it just kind of really kind of opens your eyes and, and says, all right, yeah, I, gotta, I see I got to be on my game with you because I'm not trying to pass down any bad influences down to you or any bad mannerisms down to you so just gotta stay on my toes here with you right 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 what about you joe oh man so i'm gonna give kind of two examples i mean so so from my my parents from being around them i had no appreciation for the things that they sacrificed and and at the level that they were doing it at Mm -hmm. until i became a parent yeah um I mean, prime example, you know, my, so my parents split when I was in elementary school, but my mom had just purchased a really dope house down in Boynton and then like sold it two years later just to come 
back up so that we could be closer to our dead constantly. Mm. But that was like her dream house. Wow. And I'm just now realizing how much that house meant to her, but how much more we meant yeah. to her. You know, my dad, on the on the flip side, and you talk about manhood, although he didn't talk and he couldn't ex- would not express it at that time, mm-hmm. my dad was living in a, a condo a bachelor style condo, <laughs> but because he had two little boys, he wanted us to grow up in a house. So when he was working 16, 18 hours a day and we were complaining like, Oh God, yeah, you know, you know how kids are. Yeah. Yeah. Dad's he never was, home. Yeah. Never home. God, you got to go see patients again. Uh, I mean, uh, years of that. Yeah. So just so he could put us in a house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, but and, and he never really, you know, checked us. He was just like, oh, God, these kids, they'll, they'll get it one day. Right. And so it was just that constant level of sacrifice and, and watching, watching them and knowing that they would do anything for us. Yeah. And so I've learned that. And I feel like every year, you know, my wife and my daughters are teaching me something. So I'm constantly evolving, you know. Um, but that, that was one of the main things was was you know that sacrifice and, and 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 what they would do for us at, on any level on the kid side um just the patience i see so much of myself and my daughters that it's oh god we'll get into that yeah we'll get into it, that that is a wild thing it's crazy but you know like rob was saying my daughter my oldest daughter is 11 yeah and so she's saying stuff like yo no cap and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool to have those kind of conversations with them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm constantly learning so much from them, man. What about you? You know, it's it's um, interesting. You talk about parent sacrifice. I didn't understand it. Um, you know, I didn't understand it uh, with my parents that living, I grew up in New York. And um, I actually... You know, my parents, to, for them to move us from New York to California for the sheer fact of just trying to give us a better life, you don't understand the level of sacrifice that is. Like, to move all the way across the country. And my father, you know, drove in his uh, Nissan Sentra. Um, he drove in his Nissan Sentra and across the country just to kind of scout California a little bit and get an idea of what it looks like. And then he drove back and he, and the story he told me, he did this in three days. He drove to California in three days and came back and he did another three day drive. So he was gone for six days just to kind of get an idea. And it's just, you think about those things and I'm like, man, I ain't driving to California. Like I think about it now, I'm like, I'm flying. Like, but, but you know, our, my parents did a lot, man. And I just even, you talk about the house um, you know, they were so intentional about raising uh, my brother and I in a certain type of environment that, you know, just the level of sacrifice they did. And my parent, my father always working, my mother was working, but just strictly just looking at that. And so I think about those things like, man, like, OK, when I'm kind of doing something, I'm like, yeah, my parents would do the same thing. Like they would if I'm ever mm-hmm. questioning how much I wanted to sacrifice, I like my parents would go above and beyond, especially my dad. My dad always worked. He always worked worked and but that's natural because you see like the level of you know you see the level of um you know uh, uh 
sacrifice it takes in order to provide for a family. You know what I mean? And so that was something I picked up on. And that's something I incorporate with my children. I want them to see the level of sacrifice and they'll never know, but they'll get to a place in life one day, you know, maybe whether it's 20, 30 years later and they'll look back like, damn, dad did a lot. Dad, like he provide he the things he tried to do for my life in order to make my life better or make us in order for us to have experiences. They're gonna look back like, man, like my parents really did a lot, and that's what I want because my parents did a lot. They literally sacrificed so much, and they continue to sacrifice, and that's something I appreciate, and that's something I've incorporated. As far as like my my daughters, it's wild to me. Um, it's wild having a because I have two, but both of them have segments of my personality, which is weird to me you know like obviously they have segments of my wife's personality but they have segments of my personality like my oldest she's an empath and raising an empath I'm an empath and so it's like you kind of you know she's very intuitive with things and she'll like kind of feel her way through things and that is how I operate I feel I go with a lot of feelings and I tried and I take on other people's emotions and I'm raising somebody that's like that. And you're like, you have to understand, come from a you know, uh, mentality of, you know, I'm raising someone like me who's, you know, who feels the world around them. And how do I navigate them through that? Because that's something that's important. You know, my other daughter, she has a subtle but wicked sense of humor. But it's, you can't, you won't be able to see it. And she's also just like me where she thinks she's smarter than everybody else. And so that's actually dangerous. And that's something that I recognize. And I don't think my parents knew that I knew that I felt like I was smarter than everybody else. Like there's a bad part when you kind of get to an age when you're like, you kind of get to, you kind of start looking around the room with his parents or teachers. You'd be like, I think I'm the smartest motherfucker in this room. And that is a bad thing. And you start, and that is a bad, that, that, you know, that actually got me in a lot of trouble, you know, because I thought I was smarter than my parents. And, um, you know, that's something I'm, I told Ivory, like, early on, I was like, oh, we're going to have to watch Leona, because she, she, and Ivory didn't really understand, but I caught it. It's like, you know, when you see something, even at, like, a year, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I know, I know what personality this is. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I, I, it's like, oh, God, man, like, I know exactly what this is about. And so that's come, something I, I have, it's funny to me. You know what I mean? But it's also like, ugh. but her sense of humor and you have to watch her. And it, 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 what's going to be the fun thing about her is seeing how it's, her sense of humor is going to develop because yeah. she's going to get funnier and funnier as she starts developing more experiences in the world. And her, it's gonna, her sense of humor is going to be biting just like mine. Like people used to hate my sense of humor because <laughs> they'd be like, you're so mean. But it was like, but as I've gotten older now, it's like people think I'm funny, but it's a very, but I, it's, like, I'm not mean, I'm witty. I'm witty. You know what I mean? And so, like, you know what I mean? Like, and I used to hate it. She'd be like, I don't like your darkest sense of humor. And I'm like, yeah, you're not thinking about it the right, right way. It's pretty funny, you know? <laughs> and uh, Liana's going to be the same way. She's going to have a wicked sense of humor, like, in a, in a good way. Like, she's going to be very, like, just, you know, sharp. And right. it's going to cut people. Yeah. You know, but also it's going to show um, her, her uh, vast intelligence. So, I mean... It's just different about that, man. I know I, I went off for a long rant on that, but um, no, dude. I um, dude, we do we do the corniest stuff when you're when you become a dad. I I remember Alani was like four or five, and I tried to make her watch the 
the speech that Superman's dead gave him. <laughs> <laughs> that Jarrell was trying to give yeah, to Kyle. Yeah. About you will have all of my strengths and none of my weaknesses. Yeah. That whole little thing like that. Yeah. And she, she's like, eh, eh. <laughs> man. <laughs> but I mean, to your point, like all three of my girls, you can see these different personalities. Um, you know, pieces of my personality, pieces of Shelly's personality in there. Yeah. And it is amazing to watch. It's mind blowing. And it's crazy because you're really like, man, I wonder, I wonder where is this going to go? Right. You know, is it, is, is she going to, uh, you know, get bad grades in, in, in conduct in school like I did because she's always making jokes. Right. Right. You know, she's going to use that and become some kind of writer or something or a journalist. Right. Like, what is she going to do with, with, with that piece of me? Yeah. Yeah. So my oldest is actually a creative like me. I see it already. She's a creative. And so she's always looking at the world through art and beauty. And that is something that I find fascinating. Wow. Yeah. She's very much, she just, I can, it's, so I, I think about these things and I, I, I often wonder, and she doesn't know this. I wonder about like, dang, like if she was born like 30 years ago, would my parents understand her? Like, you know what I mean? Because um, I'm not saying they wouldn't, but or would the world understand her? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it was very regimented and how people grew up. Like you, you grow up to be, you know, get a job, blah, blah, blah. But now we're in a different space in the world. And so now we look at things as creatives. Yeah. And so it's like, how does that, my, my view on her is like, I've, I told everyone, I was like, I really don't care about her grades. And we're not even at the place for grades. Right. You know what I mean? But I was like, I really don't care. Like, I, cause I see her personality. I just want her to function throughout life in order to progress. I want her to go to college and all that, but I really want to develop her instincts in, in the creative space. Yeah. Because I think that's where it's going to naturally go. You know what I mean? And I think that's where I want to encourage her to be, explore that, that side of it. And I don't, I, I, I understand that's a different way of how maybe our parents may have operated. Although my parents did encourage my creative outlets, but it's, I'm like willing to go a hundred percent into that. Like, I'm not yeah. going to say like, you need to go ahead and get an engineering degree. Right. Like, I'm like, you know, you need to go get a good job, get a good job. I'm like, <laughs> I don't like, you know, I, I don't, I don't even want my kids to have jobs. Man, do you guys struggle with when, when you see these these different talents and abilities in your kid? I know I personally struggle. I get so excited when I see these like sparks of this or that. And I want to dive in on it 100 percent. Right. And Shelly's like, she's five. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, nah, she needs it. You know, like, right, right. I just want to develop everything. And so, I mean, that's something so, that I kind of battle with because right. like like my daughter, Alora, for example, can outdance everybody in this house yeah. at seven like she's a beast <laughs> yeah just from youtube right but do i need to throw her into an intense dance studio right or, right you think about that right right right, right. or should that just let her just keep developing her own little style as a choreographer like right I, but i every time i see a spark of something in alani or leah or any one of them i, I really i have to always kind of catch myself like eh, yeah. let them let them develop it and then mm. and then push them into it do you guys kind of struggle with that yeah go ahead rob so Here's the thing. So with Ryan, um, personality-wise, uh, he is the same sign as his mother. They're both Tauruses. Mm. So, but he's a boy's boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he picks up his man traits from me, but his personality is 100% my wife. Yeah. Like they, it's to the point where it's like a running joke in our household. Like they have the same sense of humor. 
they gang up on me all the time. <laughs> like it's a running joke in our house. I joke that and, Rob. I joke that Rob's the dumbest person in his house. <laughs> right, right, that, and that's how they try to make me feel. That's, <laughs> that's how they try to make me feel. Like, but no, you know, it's like you just, yeah. again, just no, like Kamara said, you know, we just see, we just laugh at different things. We just find humor in different things yeah. and everything. Yeah. Um. And so, what's been really interesting is the maturation of Ryan. He's 11 years old now. And um, so, you know, initially he was all into like Marvel Universe. That's one of the things that we shared. He loved the Marvel movies when he was a kid. Spider-Man is one of his favorites. The Flash is one of his favorites. So that's kind of one of the things on and everything. Um, recently, I've been to watch the new Disney Plus shows. He's like, nah, I don't feel like it. No, nah, I'm great. Wow. I'm good. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Captain America and Winter Soldier. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess. He tried to watch Loki. He was like, yeah, this is boring. Mm. Like, <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Right. That's what we, that's our thing. But okay, I guess you were 11 years old now. That's not our thing anymore. Okay, cool. <laughs> and then, um, so for y'all know, huge sports fan and yeah. everything. And so for for me, um, Ryan never really got into sports. Mm. We even tried to, you know, tried him in uh, basketball one year, and and he just, you know, you can just tell, you can yeah. tell the on your child, yeah. like they're not really feeling it. Yeah, they're done. And I I will not be that 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 forces his dream on his son. Yeah, like that's <laughs> not what I'm gonna do. Well, you can but go you know what the most fresh. Yeah, yeah. But you know what the most frustrating part is? The kid has natural talent and athleticism. Yeah. So this boy came home. Um, y'all remember field day? Yeah, yeah. So they had field day at school the other day. Mm-hmm. And um, we were at, I was asking him, like, yo, what y'all do at field day? He was like, you know, we ran. We had races and everything. And, and I was like, oh, we're, are you, like, still one of the fastest in your class? He's like, yeah, I guess so. I mean... I was running and everybody was saying they were tired and fatigued. And I was just like, okay, let's keep going. I'm like, yeah. oh, bro. <laughs> you know what's going to happen, though? You know, you know what's going to happen, though, right? It's, it's, it's literally what's going to happen. He's going to he's gonna get into sports because of girls. Girls. That's literally what's going to happen. That's what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm, telling I'm, you, I'm telling you that's not – I'm not I'm not even going to yeah. – I'm being 1,000%. That's literally what's going to happen. I, I got into football for girls. Yeah. I was phenomenal in soccer. I was phenomenal in soccer. Now, I'm not even, no cap. I literally was phenomenal. And so I'm talking about when I was, my grandfather used to tell the story. When I was like three years old, he gave me a soccer ball and I like, I just knew what to do with it. Yeah. Like I was phenomenal. I was playing at a certain different levels in soccer. I gave all that up because girls weren't checking for soccer. <laughs> I gave up my phenomenal <laughs> because I literally changed to football. I regret that decision vehemently. <laughs> my, my life could have been a little bit different. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, what do you mean the guys at school were wearing? The, I would wear my, the guys at school would wear their football jerseys and they would get all this little love. And I'm like, damn, I'm going to wear my soccer jersey. And he'd be like, nerd. I <laughs> 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 was like, oh. <laughs> that, that's real. That's real. So, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know what? That's what my, my wife says. Like, you know what? 
he's going into middle school. He's going yeah. into getting those middle school years. Let's see how this plays out. Yep. You never know. Yeah. Just like you said, Kamara, that switch can be flipped because he's definitely in the girls. That, right. That fact is already being said. He's definitely <laughs> in the girls. We're already having the the, the maturity and, yeah, and yeah. how to treat a, how to treat a young lady and and how to show respect to them and but you know make them laugh and all, we're already having those conversations. So <laughs> who knows? You might you might be right on that one, Cam. Oh, I'm not even. I'm not. Might be. I'm telling you, that's going to happen. <laughs> I am telling you, he's going to see some. Some. He's going to see women paying yeah. attention to somebody being fly on a basketball court, and if you like. I want that. I need yeah. that. And he's going to be like, I'm better than that. Yeah. I'm better than that guy. Listen, e- even if it's on a dang swim team, <laughs> right. something, something's going to make him play sports. Something's going to make <laughs> him play sports. And it's going to it's gonna click. And it, when he's like, I can do that, and I can do that better than that person, right. I'm definitely joining that team. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so, um, I, you know what? I want to talk about that, like, with um, – because my, my girls, my oldest, she's already kind of like – Boy, great! But before we get into that, uh, my my youngest frustrating thing about sports. So my oldest, she has my athletic ability. It's funny you should see he had that Jorel talk. You can have all my get. Like my youngest has <laughs> literally, she has my build, and she's super athletic. And it's like Jesus, like she's like doing flips and hey. everything. Like like you know, natural gym gymnast. Like we haven't even put her in any gymnastics class, and she's just naturally just like. You know, and so we're going to put her in gymnastics, but, um, you know, it's funny, but my, my youngest, she, I, I, the girl don't like to sweat. Like I'm talking, like she literally, she'll literally say like, I don't, she say, I don't like to sweat. Right. Like she's like, I don't, I don't believe in sweating. Like she would, <laughs> she told me that sweater, I don't believe in sweating. Like, and that's like, what? How are you with my child right now? Like what? You know? So, um, you know, but it, it's wild. It hey, Rob, So. You know, you're in the car, you know, and I just want to ask you a question, right? All right. Why yep. did why did Diddy take his car to the mechanic to work on his brakes? Why? Because he can't stop. Won't stop. Won't stop. Dad joke number one. So, <laughs> Joe, Joe, what do what do we rate that one, Joe? Where, where do we want to rate that one? That, that, was, that was a that was a that was a good six. <laughs> I'll give it. I'll give it a six. I, say, a I agree. I'll give I'll give it a solid six. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. give it a solid six. Okay, that's a good one to start off. That's yeah, a good that's opener. Good. Okay. 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 Yeah, it's a warm six. <laughs> a warm six. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Not a hot six. <laughs> nah. 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 <laughs> okay. Um. Let's talk about like that that thought process of, um, you know, them dealing with their interest. <laughs> you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like, how do you navigate like navigating that and seeing the world? Because my like Ivory's had to like kind of calm my my seven year old down. Like, hey, listen, I don't want you being all boy crazy, and she's already kind of like that, you know. And the thing is, uh, Niara is Ivory's already said it. Like Niara's gonna drive. The, the boy's crazy because she is naturally beautiful. Like she is a dark skinned, you know, just beautiful. Like I heard she has my cheekbones, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, she looks like me, but in a better version, you know what I mean? (laughs) And so like, it's, you know, Ivy's like, she's going to grow up and, and then she has a person, this personality. 
And she's like, you know, we're going to have to like really like watch that because, um, you know, boys have been fawning over Niara even when she was in daycare. Like boys would just give her gifts or anything like that. And, you know, and she doesn't really know how to react to him. But then she's, uh, you know, but then she has interest in other boys. Like there was, there was these boys that lived in our neighborhood and um, they're a little older, like maybe a year or two older than her. And I remember she, um, they were like three or four houses down. And um, she got into, she wanted to start riding her bike. And she always wanted to ride. She's like, let's ride our bike over here. And I was like, listen, let me, let me tell you what's not going to happen. We're not riding our bike past her house every day. You know what I mean? Because you want to see what they're doing. <laughs> like, we're, I'm stopping that right now. Like, we're not doing <laughs> that. Through that mess, yeah. yeah, we're not doing the, we're, we're not starting you off thirsty. Right. <laughs> <Obey. laughs> no, do not obey the thirst. You're right. You know what I'm saying? That ain't, that ain't a Williams trait. Right. Actually, it might have been. But listen, we're going to stop that that legacy right now. What do you, <laughs> yeah, break, yeah. break that generational curse. We're going to break that generational curse. You know what I mean? In so, Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You know, exactly. so um, that's kind of been one of the funny things. What, what about you, Rob, about, like, this, that talk with Ryan and, and how he sees, um, you know, just attraction level and whatnot? So uh, not too long ago, um, you know, the new Space Jam movie with LeBron James. Yeah. Uh, the first preview. When the first preview came out. Okay. Um, we're watching the preview, and Ryan said, looked at Lola Bunny. <laughs> it said, oh, she a baddie. <laughs> he said, Lola Bunny is a baddie. <laughs> this is what time my son is on right now. That's what, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is what time he's on I, right now. I know, I know that time. I know that time. So... So, so what what I've noticed is, you know, our these kids, they watch YouTube more than they watch cartoons. Absolutely, right? yeah, right, right, yeah. And so on YouTube, everybody's stunting, stunting for the gram, stunting yeah. for the tube, whatever, showing out, guys showing showing out or whatever. And I can tell a lot of these kids are picking up on that. Mm-hmm. And so, so Ryan, you know, he'll be like, "Hey, Shotty, hey." <laughs> What's good, Shotty? And all this other stuff. Uh, so I've had to say, you, you need to first calm your heavy ass down. <laughs> first of all. And you need a little more swag in your step. You need a little more cool in your step. Um, I'm not worried about him at all because the dude is naturally charismatic. He's, and he's handsome. Even Yeah, and he's a handsome young man. He's going to be a he, problem, yeah. Yeah. Even if he doesn't play sports, he's just gonna be—he's gonna be just the cool guy in school. That's yeah, it. Yeah. It's already written. It's yeah. already happened in elementary school. It'll most likely happen in middle school and high school. He's just the cool swag guy. Yeah. And so, what I'm trying to arm him with is enough knowledge and wisdom to know when these chicks may try to play him, yeah. may try to get what they want. And like, nah, my dad already put me on game to yeah. you, like, and how you move. So that's where I'm trying. I'm just trying to put him on the game early. I always, one thing, um, so uh, I pick him up from school, and he's usually the four. He's usually the first person I see coming home after school. And so um, I always open the floor, hey, what's going on at school? Tell me about, like, your relationships at school, like guys and girls, like what's what's going on uh, with, you know, your interactions. Because I want to, like, 
give as much knowledge and wisdom as much as possible. And I think I do that. My dad didn't take that approach. Yeah. Yeah. My dad did not take that approach. I learned everything I learned. I learned from my friends and I learned it on the fly. That is wild because that's yeah. exa- exactly what happened my my dad didn't really yeah. walk me through that and, uh, no talks everything was learned from Black Planet and MySpace Black Planet BET I, I learned BET okay. BET yeah I learned I learned how to talk to women through BET and Eddie Murphy movies <laughs> there you go there you go you know so so basically what, what has happened in my house is I'll try to relay the knowledge to him yeah. and then my wife Sometimes my wife will translate it into tourist terms for him, yeah. and he'd be like, "Oh, okay, that's what he means." Yeah. Like, "Cause, cause daddy, you're not cool enough. Daddy, you ain't got enough swag. Yeah. Like, mommy got, mommy got more swag than you." So, which you is, know, what, which what, is what, interesting because he's like, "Yo, how do you think I got your mother?" Right. Hello, <laughs> right. come on now, come on, bro. Like, don't sleep on daddy, man. Come yeah, on. daddy, don't sleep. daddy, you know. Don't sleep. Daddy's got some tricks, you know. Man, you know, that was a bad boy in my day. Yeah. Still that was a bad boy. boy. Still, you know. <laughs> right, right. You know, I'm I'm actually piggyback on that, but I want Joe to answer this question because I actually want to go somewhere with that. Yeah, I mean, first of all, Kamara and I talk, say this probably at least once a month to each other. Our kids have no idea how dope we really are. They don't, or because I not even were. Like, just no, have no idea how dope we are. They have no idea. We, it is, we suppress our dopacity on a daily basis. We suppress. Let's just call it what it is. <laughs> Me and Joe actually call it out. They don't understand how much Diddy is yeah. inside of us. Yeah, the Diddy. He lives in a little box. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, that that's suppressed daily because we want to be great fathers and husbands, and so. You know, we keep Diddy at bay. Yeah, but <laughs> but that Diddy's—he's—he's he's re- real. He's real, and he's really in there. He's real, and he—he he knows what he's talking. He knows what right. to do. Can't stop. Won't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know what? It's it's challenging for me because um, you know, I have three girls um, and they get attention, and even just this last semester, like they're I think. My oldest was telling hey, me. Hey Joey, real quick, yeah. real quick. You know, you know, you know. Hey Cam, you know Joey was a bad boy back in his day because for <laughs> God to bless him with three girls. Oh, I know. Oh, that's some karma. That's some karma. <laughs> you too. <I> <laughs> to the point. To the point where Ivory's like, I don't want to have any more children because you're gonna give me another girl. And I'm like, and I was like, yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. Uh, I prefer to not think of it as karma. It's and not look, karma. And look at it as. Um, God is like okay he is sensitive enough and yeah. understands women well enough let's see if he can raise three well <laughs> I'm gonna say, you can say call that. it what you want you can call it what you want you gonna, was, both of y'all were players from the Himalayas no, no, call it what you want I'm gonna say this I just think you know God gave us women because he was like because you, you have dealt with women in, in such an interesting manner right that you're going to be able to now navigate this in a proper way (laughs) (laughs) because that is what, and it's a blessing for you to share this knowledge, right. You know, to the world, to these beautiful women that you're now rearing. Right. Uh, It's almost like God was like, you have used your gift inappropriately for 15 years from your teenage. (laughs) (laughs) So now, now you're going to use it for good. Right. That's exactly why I look (laughs) at it. Like it's using it for, 
you know, to help me help humanity. <laughs> yes, to help humanity, right? <laughs> you know, you were, you were destroying humanity, right? 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 Nah. So, but it's crazy because this last semester, I think, I think three or four boys asked her to the dance. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And on one hand, the ditty in me is like, of course you're dope. Of course they asked you to the dance. Right. But then the other part of me is like. Uh, yeah, it's starting. <laughs> oh, that's, I didn't want you to get that kind of attention. I mean, I want yeah. you to be the cool kid, yeah, but, but I, don't, I, don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I don't know, man. I think, um, what, and one of the things that me and Cam also joke about is, you know, we try to, um, and Rob, I know you do this for your son as well. You know, we, we try to expose them to a lot of things and, and set a standard that is not unattainable, but that is so high yeah. that when these middle school dudes come and they say something or, you know, they give you a little teddy bear or, you know, right. their parents got some money, they done brought you a little bracelet or something right. like that. You're I not like, shrug oh it off. Yeah. You're not like, oh my God, you know, yeah, like she's not, her mind is not blown by that. Yeah. It's just kind of like, thank you. Right. You know, but it's so, I don't know. It's a tough balance. I'm trying to, I think it's a tough balance for any of us as parents is, is trying to still keep that line of communication open enough where they feel comfortable enough to come tell you, yeah. hey, this is what kind of attention I'm getting. Um, you know, what do you think about that? And then I always just revert back to boys are dumb. Yeah. So <laughs> stay yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting, man. I, I, I put it like this. I talk to a lot of older men that have raised, you know, excellent young women. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, you know, religion wise, et cetera, about, you know, raising, raising women and all that kind of stuff like that. Being, being an amazing father, husband figure that your daughters can watch because I think that that's important because the truth is, do I want them to be the rock star that I know they are on some levels? Yeah. But not like that. How daddy was in high school. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, and, yeah. and what I mean by that is, I'm not even talking about you know being sexually, uh, you know, active like that. Because I'm not. I wasn't like that in high school. But that kind of attention, like Rob was saying, you know, they're already watching TikTok yeah. and and all these different things like that. That basically kind of make it cool to to have thoughtish behavior <laughs> yeah and and that's not what i want for them right I, I want them to just be themselves and be accepted for that and 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 you know and and have fun and, and be a kid and have a great childhood but be safe be smart you know protect yourself your body's a temple yeah. you're a goddess and all of that kind of stuff so yeah. facts yeah you know i um it's 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 interesting for me with my daughters i often say that i want I, I, well, I, have, I say it's, it's going to be really, really difficult for the person to come in their life and impress them. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I'm doing that purposely. Absolutely. You know, like I want them to have experiences, like even to the point where my kids don't realize this. Um, every time, every day I tell them I love them. Every day, right? Every day, several times a day. And I say, you know, you know how much daddy loves you. You know how much daddy cares about you. You know how, you know how important you are to daddy. You know your daddy sent your you're the center of daddy's world. I always tell them this every single day, several times a day. I kiss up on them. I kiss up on them. I love up on them, right? And um, I do these things for an emotional connectivity. So when, you know, they get on, out in the world and somebody's showing them this stuff, right? it's not going to be like, well, 
you know, it's not going to be the first thing that draws him because you, right. you can get into dangerous. Ooh, what is this? Yeah, it's dangerous right. relationships because of the way you someone's making you feel. You're like, well, no, that's how it's supposed to be. Right. You know what I mean? Like, no, you need to show me more than your affection towards me because I get that already. Right. You need to show me your value as a human being. Right. You know what I mean? Not that you are, you know, emotionally into me. You know what I mean? Right. Because I already, I've, I'm emotionally secure in that. Right. And that's something I'm very cognizant of. And I do that. And they don't realize I'm doing that, but I plant these emotional seeds in them to where there's, they have the pillars of an emotional love that not only is expected, but it's like that standard is there. Like I'm not, I'm not worried about meeting that standard. Whoever's going to be in my life, yeah. they're going to have that standard. And then, so you need to show me a little bit more than that. Right. You know? And so, um, it was funny, you know, Joe, you were talking about just like, you know, uh, raising your daughters. And I, I'm going to go with a little antidote here. When I was, um, younger, I was playing basketball and I was like, I was a beast on the defensive end. Right. And I mean, I like, I was just like, great. You know what I mean? Like yeah, on the yeah. court, like I, now I, my knees won't let me to do it, but, <laughs> um, I can beat anybody to their spot. Like you couldn't cross me. You couldn't cross me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I would actually, you know, I remember one time, um, a, a, a coach was like, man, Kamara, like your kids are going to be so amazing at basketball because like when you're teaching them how to play ball, like you're going to show them like how to be a great defensive player. And I'm like, uh, I, you know, this is why I was in high school. Right. You're like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. And so now I think about that and I'm like, I parlay that into like relationships. I'm like, yeah, my kids are going to be amazing at relationships because I'm going to show them how to, no one's going to be able to beat them to the spot. Like yeah. no one is ever going to be able to, you know, um, uh, you know, get around them or nobody's ever going to be able to like cross them up. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, because right. emotionally and psychologically, how I'm going to prepare them when dealing with people is going to be in such a high level that when they meet people and they try to introduce them into their lives, it's going to be like, yeah, my dad already prepared me for that. Right. Like, there's no, there, you can't, you can't, you can't run this on me. You know right. what I mean? And that's how I I prepare my kids, and they're not going to see that um, now, but they are. But I'm instilling in that with them every single day. Um, so yeah. I know that was a long road to no, a dude. It's because it, that was great because you know with with daughters and with sons, I think that the, one of the biggest challenges for us is not going to necessarily be what they're getting at home. It's them being able to withstand the pressure of their peers yeah you know what i'm saying yeah you know girls are mean mm-hmm. you know even even guy if you're not one of the cool guys that guys can be mean too yeah fortunately you know we were all of us on here we were cool kids yeah so we don't we don't know what it's like to be on yeah. the other side yeah so well, actually i did i did know what it was like to be yeah, on the you other had a spell, side. I, def- a spell. <laughs> I definitely went through a spell i definitely went through a spell yeah so right so you know it's but that's that's I mean that's all part of growing up though yeah. right I mean middle school was middle school was would have been my spell sixth and seventh grade yeah middle school was my spell yeah sixth and seventh grade I was like man these cats are ruthless yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it was it was funny a quick tangent here on a middle school story <laughs> I was um I remember middle school again I I was a great soccer player right but I didn't really. Nobody really cared, gave a shit about that. Um, but then I made the decision, I'm going to go into football. So they had freshman tryouts. Our eighth grade, you know, summer had freshman tryouts. And so, you know, again, in middle school, I was the bottom of the totem pole. And um, 
in, as far as kids were concerned, that's where I was, and that's where I'll, I'll be. So we're we have the transition from seventh, I mean, from eighth grade to ninth grade into high school. So anyway, I'm go, I'm trying out for the freshman football team, and I am killing it at camp because I'm like, I'm like a beast athletically. You know what I mean? Kid, yeah, like I am a beast athletically, and I just could. There was nothing you know to the put a point where I ran, you know, at at um 14 years old, I'd ran a four seven. Like you know what I mean? Like at like, and I, it made shockwaves throughout camp, but both in um, freshman. JV and um, and and, and C- varsity to the point where they wanted to bump me up, you know, to JV. So anyway, I I'd say all that to say, I'm getting all this love and like the f- seniors are showing me so much love at that at that camp in you know in, in the summertime. We start ninth grade now. The same guys that were in you know eighth grade kind of like ragging on me, right? They come into they're going into freshman year and they think it's going to be the same story, right? So they're like making fun of me. And then some seniors kind of looked at them like, yo, chill. He's with us. Like, because they respected me because I, w- I had gained their respect at camp. Yeah. And that's when the tables had turned. Game and it, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, at that point, I started realizing, like, oh, so this sports shit really worked. Right. <laughs> right. So then they, so that's when I became, you know, the cool kid. The cool kid. You know what I mean? Because of, you know, that, that flip of because of that respect that I got from, Sport and that actually conversely that's actually what happened with women i wasn't used to women liking me girls liking me i was not used to it it was this to the point where i was i thought they were making fun of me Dang. I, I was like why are you you know i thought it was a cruel joke you know a really 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 cruel joke funny story i know i keep going on these tangents but this is a funny <laughs> story. it's a funny story. there was a guy named rob not you know uh, my friend robert means and he kept telling me this girl she really liked she like and she was beautiful right and i was like no 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 she don't like me he's like bro every day she tells me why doesn't kamara say anything to me and i'm like no she don't like me and it's like it was like for weeks just kept going on kept going on and i was like man she just she you know because i'm i'm you know awkward and i'm awkward with girls and then so he said uh no man every day she's telling me can you tell kamara that i like him and he was like he's like let me tell you something bro if this, i'm tired of every day coming to you about this if you don't go at her I'm going to get with her, <laughs> right? Because she's telling me every day, like, I'm trying, you know, tell Kamar I like him. I want to be with him. And I, I, and I was like, no, what's going to happen is I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to reciprocate that because she's so beautiful. And, you know, her name is Tanya. And Tanya's going to, like, you know, come back at me and she's going to make fun of me. It's going to be a cruel joke and it's going to be, like, something. And I don't want to be embarrassed, right? And he was like, dude, you're weird. No. You know, and so anyway, long story short, long story being long, he ends up getting with her. And they end up like dating for like three years in high school, <laughs> right? And so, because he was like, he kept telling me, he's like, yo, fumble, yeah, right, fumbled. <laughs> and so, and that became the story of my life. So, anyway, <laughs> I would, I would constantly, until I learned to hone my superpower, I would um, constantly fumble the bag because I just didn't know, you know, um, you didn't know. I didn't understand. And I kind of think about that too with my daughters. I wonder if they're going to go through that stage. Where they're not going to understand their superpower until it's going to be like, oh, shit, this is real. Like, you know, <laughs> this is a real, real thing. You know, I know that was a long story. Rob, you still with us? And so I think that um, the biggest thing here is when that aha moment happens for them, that one, they feel prepared yeah. for that mm-hmm. when that moment comes. Yeah. And two they know that you're there to support them when that moment comes. Yeah. 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 
as fathers, I think that's that's what we try to do. That that that's the goal. That's the goal. Um, you know, for me, for my son, I just want him to be the best, a better version yeah. of yeah. whatever I was at that age. Yeah. yeah. So I want him to be smarter. I want him to be wiser. I want him to, you know, be a little cooler. You know, I, I just want him to be a better version, pass down. So here you are in your teens, and especially when we get to high school, 15, 16, and so, but you're armed with like grown man knowledge. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You know what it is? And I feel like if I do that, then I feel like, okay, good job. That's that's good, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. One of the things that my parents did do um, that I definitely want to try to implement is about seventh grade. They started putting us in these like debutante balls mm, and yeah, you know, basically these black society events that we used to hate going to. Yeah, put us in tuxedos and da 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 da. Yeah, the Jack and Jill event, exactly. And, stuff like and, that. and they used uh-huh. to, but, but I didn't realize what they were doing until high school they yeah. were gassing us up yeah they were constantly constantly pouring to us you know you're so handsome you're so smart mm-hmm. oh wow look at you oh oh girls are gonna be on you tonight you know what i mean right, we started right. like in seventh grade yeah and so by the time we got to ninth grade or really even eighth grade for me at that point my brother was in fifth grade our confidence yeah as far as who we knew we were mm-hmm. whether we were really getting the attention or not in our mind, we really felt like we were these fly young men. Yeah. And we didn't even learn how to actually use it yeah. until high school. But in middle school, for me, fifth grade, for my brother, yeah. our parents had already convinced us that we were these young, amazing, fly, black prince yeah. type dudes. And one day we'll realize how dope we really are. But they they had convinced us yeah. at a very young age that we were incredible. Yeah. And I think that that's another part of it too. Um, especially with this, you know, in today's society with all these uh, influences is to make our kids realize how dope they are before somebody else has to try to tell them how dope they are. So what I would say about that is um, raising black children. It's important that we create the narrative for them. Got it. You know, the narrative. we got to create the narrative because the world will tell them that there's something else. Yep. And so my parents did a good job about that, trying to remind me and my brother of just how what we are and what we mean, mean to this world and how incredible we are. And it's part and parcel why I had such I have such high confidence in myself. Right. And I have sometimes an uncontrollable belief, <laughs> you know, that in myself because my parents re- reared me. To have this uncontrollable belief, especially my mother, you know, I mean, she would tell me things like even when she was like, you're going to be president one day. I'm like, oh, in my mind, I'm like, I'm not going to be president, mom, but OK, <laughs> you know, OK, but but that's what she would right. she would shoot for the stars with me pouring into you. Yeah. Pouring into me and just how incredible I am, like, you know, and she would just try to do these things um, because she wanted me to frame the world because the world will do a job on you. They will try to beat you down. It will try to make you feel less than, and it's happened. Yeah. The world would try to make, you know, whether it's, you know, teachers or friends, you know what I mean? Or just coaches or whatever. They would try to encourage, make you feel like you're less than. And if you don't have um, that pouring into you, yeah. that fi- you've been filled up with this confidence of how incredible you are, yeah. you know, 
you're going to need that gasoline because it's, it's going to siphon out from another end. Yeah. And it, yeah. you know what I mean? And so you need something poured into you because it's, it's undoubtedly going to be gone at some point. I mean, it's undoubtedly going to come yeah. out from the other end. And so I, I love that that your parents did that. My parents did that, you know, and I, I feel like that's so important, especially nowadays. Yeah. You know, cause they're going to have access to a media um, to where, you know, for my daughters, this is the thing I think about, about, you know, body image. Yeah. You know what I mean? And how, you know, in order to be to be considered desirable or whatever like that, you're going to have to have a certain, you know, phenotype. You right. know what I mean? Right, right. And, you know, these things are important that they have to have a positive self-imagery of who they are and what they and what they bring to this world because the world will make you feel like not only physically you don't, you don't measure up, but also social media has a thing of feeling like, you know, lifestyle. Right. You know, if you're not doing this, you're not, not you doing should, it. You're not doing it. You shouldn't be happy. So I have to pour into them like, you are not only are you incredibly blessed, not only are you incredible, like blessed internally, but you're blessed externally as well. You know, the world around you is, is you live in such an remarkable space, yeah. you know, and, you know, no, you're not at, you know, seven years old with your own mini house, like, like these YouTube kids, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you have an incredible space. And when you understand that and realize that, that is something that is going to be important, especially for my kids too. Because they live in an affluent area. Right. And it's like they're already talking. My daughter already talks that affluent talk. Like she'd be like, well, why can't we travel over here? Why can't we go to Paris? It's, oh, I'm I like, <laughs> I'm like, well, first of all, I don't give a damn what your friends are doing this summer. Like, you know, we're not summering in Aspen. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. like uh, you know, oh, like, not right now. Like, you know, so but um, but it's it's just trying to control the narrative that they don't feel less than, you exactly. know, <laughs> uh, Rob, go ahead. And that's why I think you hit it right on the head right there. Um, that's where our parenting is different from our parents, from the past generation. Exactly. Um, the past generation, all they had to worry about was our neighborhood, our, our you know, a 10, 20 mile radius yeah. of us and our schools. Yeah. That's the only interaction they really had to worry about. Yeah. In this age of social media, it's a gift. It's a gift and a curse. Yeah. It's so much information and access to so many things, but it's also a curse where it's too much access to certain things. And like you said, just the imagery from social media and, and so many other things that you can find just by going in Google. You know, we have to stay on these kids. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We we have to. It it. It is essential that I, w- I would argue that, you know, if you aren't a parent that is not having conversation with your child on a regular basis, you're setting them up for failure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or you're setting them up to, to, to lead a life at an image, whatever they construct in their, in their adolescent mind. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's not good parenting to me. No. To me, good yeah. good parenting is like, yes, you can have your, you know, you can be an individual and, and I know you do things a little differently, but I need you, I need to have conversation. I need to know what's going on in your head. Um, mental health is huge. And even to the point where some of these young rap stars have committed suicide yeah. or drug overdose. Yeah, and everything. Um, Juice World and, yeah. and the other the other young man that uh, overdosed on drugs. Yeah, just like uh, like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, when I hear about these stories, it just makes me even more so say, hey, what's going on with you in your head, son? Like, what's, yeah. what's up with you? Yeah. What's, talk to me. Talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's, so let's, let's, let's dive into that, man. Let's talk about like the differing ways in which we've governed our households different than our parents, right? Because, I don't know if my parents really cared about my emotional aptitude <laughs> as much. You know what I mean? Like that. Like they didn't really, they didn't really care like that. Like, you know, like talk to me emotionally. Like, I mean, um, I know my, definitely my dad, my dad just didn't do that. And, you know, I just even operation of the household, like I operate in my household a lot differently than how my parents operate their yeah, household. For sure. And I just think it's fascinating the shift in that, you know, um, Funny story, I remember this goes back. My father, when I first my first child, I asked him, Dad, "How do you, uh, how do you uh, change a diaper?" He said, "What do you mean?" <laughs> I said, "What? Did, how do you change a diaper?" He said, "I've never, exactly, same, I've, I've never same. changed a diaper before in my life." <laughs> like I'm like, "How do you change? Not yeah, two boys. How do you not change a diaper ever?" He was like, "That's that was women work, you know. I didn't change <laughs> a diaper, and so, but obviously." From the day she was born, I was changing diapers in the hospital, and that would just showed it would from that point on. I knew it was going to be a diverging path on how my household and how intuitive I'm going to have to be with this, these children can be different than how my parents um, operated, and um, you know, just seeing that that uh, my parents and seeing myself with my kids and how I'm like I always have to like figure out what are they thinking. Like, like how, where are they at emotionally right now? Yeah. You know what I mean? And being emotionally patient with them. You know, I don't think my parents were like that. <laughs> no, I mean, I know mine weren't, man. Um, you know, I, I think, for example, in our house, I think there's definitely, well, first of all, there's four women in my house. There's a lot more emotion going on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot more communication. Um, a lot more taking time to kind of sit down and figure out, Hey, what, like Rob said, Hey, what's, what's going on? What's going on in your head? Why, why are you feeling like that? What's with the attitude? Why are you in a bad mood? Mm-hmm. You know, our parents would be like, I don't know what your problem is, but you better get it together in about right. two seconds. Right. You know what I'm right. <laughs> right. Right. So, I mean, for the, for all they know, I could have had a horrible day. They'd be like, listen, not, not in here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Go take a bath. Dinner's in five minutes. Dinner's in five minutes. I don't care how right. you think. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um, I do, I do think one of the other things that's a major difference is, um, that I, that I would definitely want to do for our kids, and my wife and I talk about this all the time. Is I think our our coping skills as a generation were way better than the one after us, and this current one. I agree. And I know for me, largely in part because whenever I thought that things were horrible, yeah. my parents would expose me, and by expose, I mean go see our families that were less fortunate than us. Yeah. Um, um, doing community service. So we always saw that it could be worse. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm having a bad day because my Nintendo controller broke. Right. And he's like, son, you, really? Right. You know what I'm saying? And then you go to Monticello and we go visit a cousin that lives in a, a tin house with roosters running around, no AC. Right. You know, well water, all of that. And it just, it always gave us perspective. Yeah. Every time I thought we were having a really bad day, you know, I, I had to think of family members that had it way worse. Right. So in terms of handling stress and pressure and things like that. I think that that was really helpful, but yeah, it's, it's definitely way more communication, way more patience. Yeah. Um, the, the belt is not the first tool. 
<laughs> I mean, we could, I would love to hear y'all perspectives on that. You know, it's weird. Um, I'd rob, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you jump in in a second, but I just want to say this. Uh, I grew up in a Jamaican household and everything that really goes along with that goes along with that. Like my parents, my mom used to whoop our ass. Like, I mean, like whoop ass. Right. And it is the weird thing about it. My mom does not remember whooping ass. It's like they blacked out. It's like they. Just, I'm like she's like I never used to beat you. All. Like I'm like I still have scars on me to this day. <laughs> like you whipped me with a cable cord. <laughs> like, whatever was available. Whatever was available. <laughs> like you literally whipped me with a cable cord. Like and I have a mark on my leg. Like this is not because this is not a birthmark. Yeah. This is a this is a ass whooping mark. You know. <laughs> and so, um, and that was probably because I deserved it. You know. But I mean, even but even in that sense, like I. I remember the first time I I spanked um, Niara when she was like like one or two. I don't remember the age, and I felt so horrible. Same, so horrible. And it and it really seemed so ineffective. I was like, it it was Man. so ineffective, <laughs> and it was like I felt so horrible that I have not touched them. Right, and it's like weird. Like I don't want to whoop my. I don't want to put my hands on my children because I don't. First of all, I don't know about how it works for them emotionally like right. it's not going to make it's going to it might i don't want them to first of all fear a fear a, factor fear yeah. for, i don't want them to fear me i don't want them to fear a man and i don't want the fear of a fear of a man to be instinctual like it's like it's okay for somebody to put their hands on me yeah. you know what i mean and so like raising daughters even in that sense like i have a different perspective like i don't want to i don't want i don't even like really raise my voice even though i do but i don't want them to cower and even when i raise my voice and they kind of like shake a little bit. That makes me feel terrible because I'm like, yeah. dang, I ain't trying to like. I don't want you to sh- like. Yeah, I don't. I don't want you to get used to dudes yelling at you. Yeah, you like know you know what I mean. Right. Like, but I do need you to clean your room for right. the because I'm tired of telling you right. for the eighth time. That's my fifth time telling you. You're right. You know, because <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm tired of stop leaving your roller skates at the bottom of the stairs where I can break my neck. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean. Yeah. So you know, like I'm coming down. <laughs> I'm coming coming down at the dark at night. You know, and there's roller skates at the bottom of these stairs, and I almost you almost caught insurance money. because yeah. I was daddy was about to lose his life and. <laughs> Twice, twice, you yeah, know. Yeah. So, um, so like, you know, but I, so I don't like raising my voice to them, and I definitely, definitely, we, we don't whoop. Now, Ivory, <laughs> Ivory's different. Ivory, she be she got them hands. She be threatening them. <laughs> she be like, I am about Kamara. She be coming to me. She go, Kamara, you need to go get your child because you, you don't want me to whip them. You don't want me. To, so you need to go go get your child because I'm at point ten with right. them, right? And so you know, um, but I obviously Ivory doesn't. She doesn't um, put her hands on them, yeah. but it's it's a different life because my parents definitely believed in ass whooping. Well, I'm, I had an interesting conversation, um, and check this out, Rob. So I had a conversation with my mom. So my mom's mother used to, boy, you talking about hands? My my grandma used to throw hands quick. Like yeah. she would spank everybody with everything, mm-hmm. and so my mom went through a phase of that. Um, but for she stopped because she said for her, what she realized is that she was so angry in the moment from the disobedience yeah. that it you're you're not really thinking about okay how how hard am I spanking the child yeah do they even really understand what I'm spanking them for because I just blacked out right and so when she kind of shared that with me and how my grandma used to spank her. I was like, to your point, you know, whether son or daughters, but definitely with my girls, I was like, man, I don't want to give them that kind of energy. Yeah. I need, I, I need to be in a calm space 
right. when I'm dealing with them about discipline. Right. Because otherwise, you know, I come in like the Hulk, like, girls, right. what the hell is, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. I'm, I'm on 10. Right. So when they do that, I literally have to catch myself like, give me a minute. Girls, go sit down in the corner. I'll be back. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Come back. And then, you know, and because half the time, just just them seeing the look in my face and yeah. the tone of my voice. It, it works. Yeah, tears. 90% of the time. Tears. It works. Yeah. Tears, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so that actually works for my son as well. So, um, actually, I I was spanked as a child. I, I got lit up. I got I got lit up. Um, but my wife wasn't. Mm-hmm. And one, she was a goody two shoe. Just call it what it is. And two, so I actually talked to her dad about it. I was like, "Hey, pop, like, what's good? What? Like, was Ashley that good of a kid?" He was like, "Yeah, she had her moments, but when she did do something wrong, she felt so bad for disappointing him." Yeah. And he like. She hated disappointing her dad so much. And so because of that, he didn't feel the need to whoop, to spank or whoop her. She has a younger brother and an older sister. They got whoopings. Yeah, yeah. So it was interesting to me that in this household, two out of the two of the three of the kids did. Um, So just so turns out, I married the one that didn't. Right. And she wanted to take that philosophy into our family. Yeah. And so we did not um, spank or, or whoop Brian. Um, and so what basically, he actually developed a sense just like her. He just doesn't like disappointing us. Right. He really doesn't. Even, even for a boy, he does not like disappointing his parents. He doesn't like letting us down. I think we've set, we've set the bar and we've set expectations for him. And he knows how he's supposed to conduct himself. And so when that doesn't happen, he he, he gets down on himself. He kind of beats himself up about it. So we feel like there's no need. There was never no need to really like whoop or rear him or, or anything like that. So that's kind of the, that's the approach we've taken as a family. And you're right. It's something I think there are more families like us in our generation and from the previous generation that have kind of adopted that philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, one of the things I, I, I've looked at is I just want them to see how I operate with anger. Cause I'm, whether I'm angry at their mother or I'm angry at them, world. <laughs> the world, you know, I want them to see how I process anger and I want them to see how I process anger in an appropriate way. So even when like, I don't, I, I actually, I have, um, you know, conversations in front of them about with their mother, but I, they never have never seen me raise my voice to her. Never have seen me raise mm-hmm. my voice to her. Like now, we have very stern conversations, you know. But I want them to see that, just like I want them to see how I love upon her. Yeah, you know. But I want them to see that. No, yeah, me and your mother have a disagreement. No, I don't need you to incorporate. I don't need you your commentary. You can sit right there, <laughs> like you know what I mean. But we're gonna talk about it, right? And I'm okay with you seeing us having disagreements because you need to see what a healthy relationship looks like and what resolution looks like and what a resolution looks like. You know what I mean? Cause it's not, it's not healthy for you to see, Oh, my, my, my parents never argued. they be like, well, nah, that's not true. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because I want when you, when you were in a relationship, you need to be, be like, yeah, we argue, but we talked, we talk it out. Right. And my parents talked it out. Like, you know, 
And I may not, we may not always be on the same accord, but there is going to be a conversation. Right. Right. You know, and whether that conversation, and sometimes we don't, I'm not saying we have all conversations in front of them. Obviously there are times we're like, Hey, mommy, daddy need a moment, moment. You guys need to go to another room because your, your mom and daddy need, are talking right now and we need to talk and please close our door, you know, cause we're going to, but they understand in that tone, like, Oh, okay. Like, and I'm right. sure they're listening outside the door trying to hear what's ha- happening. <laughs> I, I'm sure. But cause I've, I've heard them a couple of times, but even in that sense, They've never heard me yell and scream at their mom. Right. Even though Ivory be bringing me to points where I'm like, you lucky these kids are here because I want to yell. <laughs> I I want to I want to go off like Samuel Jackson like in this right now. You know what I mean? But I don't. You know, I, I, to the point, Ivory's actually got me better at using curse words because I cursed like a sail, sailor. I still do, but I'm a lot better. Um, and I'm a lot lot better. And. Uh, you know, because again, she didn't. She wanted to set the, set the example like we don't communicate like that in this house. Yeah. Like even if you're do, you're being funny, you know what I mean. And so, um, and I think that's it's just maintaining a cognizant, a very uh, um conscious, happy, um, you know, safe space, emotional space in the house. You know. Yeah. Um. So with that being said, with being uh the happiest space, um, I'm gonna ask you a question, Joe. What did Mickey Mouse say to the doctor when he asked which body part hurt? What did he say? This knee. (laughs) (laughs) Rob? Wait, wait, what? Wait. What What was the answer to that one? What, what did Mickey Mouse say to the doctor when he asked which body part hurt? And Mickey Mouse said, this knee. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I'm taking, I'm taking you down a step for that one. You're, 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 you cooled off. You cooled down to a four. You cooled down to a four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Whatever, man. Whatever. Whatever, man. So, <laughs> um. All right. Let's talk about like the difference in how we want to maintain our physicality, and <laughs> you know, because we. I listen. That is real. Like I, I was telling uh, Joe before I got on the pod how I'm tired. Like I'm on like three hours of sleep. And he's like, wow, so I was doing some stuff. And then I, you know, had to get up at 4 a.m. to start working out. And I'm very, very much more cognizant about like my health and wanting to look good and keeping that sexy and that fly. For the main reason, it's just for vanity purposes. Because I what I want is when I'm in pictures and I look back in pictures, I don't want my kids to be like, damn, dad kind of let himself go. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like he just let himself go, go. Like I want them to be, I always want to have like nice. I just am being honest. It's my vanity here. I just want to look good in pictures and I want to be healthy right? and I want to look good for my wife. But reality is I don't want to look back in 20 years and I'm like, man, I was looking, I was looking rough when you listen, man, I put a scoop of vanity in my coffee every day. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Double scoop. Double scoop of vanity. (laughs) You know, Hey, I'm gonna give it a fuck. I wanna, I wanna be the hot dad on the block. Come on, man. Facts, bro. Facts. I ain't gonna front. Look, I, I wanna be. Look, we, we get in the spring, summertime. I yeah. done put in this work over Facts. the fall and the winter. Facts. We got a neighborhood pool. 
I'm a stud a little bit. I ain't gonna lie. I'm a stud. Yeah, yes, I'm 37 years old out here stunting on these little little 20 some year olds. Like whatever, I don't care. That's like right. that's how I feel. Um, but yeah, like Cam said, look, I want to look good, look back, be able to look back and be like, yeah, man, I took care of myself. Like I did a good job of taking care of myself. Um, and and physically, I just I feel good. Like I feel energized like i feel like yeah like even though i'm 37 like there's no excuse like i can go out there i still play pickup ball every once in a while go to the gym Kudos to you three, three yeah, four man. days a week at least four days a week four or five days a week go to the gym we got the peloton in the house yeah come on like, yeah we doing it we yeah. doing it out here yeah 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 it, it's it's weird how like we're you know it's different generation of how um, even with parenting, you're trying to balance right. that sexy. Yeah. And it's important, dude, because, like, dude, with three girls, I'm always tired. I'm yeah. always, always, always tired. But like you said, it, it it comes down to, for me as well, vanity. Yeah. But also health, right? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't ever want to, God forbid, be the dad that my girl's like, hey, come to my game. Yeah. And I got to roll up. Yeah, in a wheelchair. Yeah, because I didn't take care of myself. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I want to. I want to stay physically fit. Right. I want. I want to dance at everybody's wedding. Yeah. You know, when they go on our little family cruises, you know, for the next 30, 40 years, I still want to be out there doing old school dances. I want to yeah. do the city boy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I want to. <laughs> be out there scrubbing the ground. Yeah. With Shelly, you know, so. I I, I want to be that dad that's still in shape. That's when he's when my dad is seventy something years old, and he's every time um, Cha Cha Slide comes on, yeah. he act like that's the latest Drake record. I mean, he's yeah. out there cutting it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's what I want to do. I want to be the same thing. Yeah, absolutely, one thousand percent. My dad still has a healthy lifestyle. He um still you know um now he goes to the gym, but he used to play soccer religiously, um and you know. Part of that was for the mental peace. Now I get it. I get like why he left the house for two or three hours. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I understand, Dad. But <laughs> but um, just for the just to get mental peace, and we can talk about that. But like, um, yeah, I, I just I have to, I, and and truthfully too, I want my wife to be desired by me. Like I yeah. want her to look at me and be like, "Damn!" Like yeah. like you know what I mean? Like I and she and listen. When when you when your spouse does that, like you know, you're walking around. That's a great feeling. It's a great feeling, and yeah. like, listen, when you're walking around it's and an awesome feeling. It's and an awesome feeling. she kind of yeah. just looks at you and she's like, "Damn, like, yeah. <laughs> like you know, like right." That's like it. Shoot, you want to go back to the gym tonight? Like, yeah, like yo, yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. Like, yo, I'm ready. I'm, yeah. I'm ready to go to the. I'm ready to go work out right now because like, that's what you. You know, that's what you work for. That's what you work for. We still have we still have egos. Yeah. We still have Absolutely. egos and and there's you know, to have that number one person in your life still feed that ego after all these years, like it's a good feeling. Yeah. It it, it makes you feel good about yourself. It's the best. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It it puts the battery in you to wake up at four AM even though you're dog tired. <laughs> exactly. To go ahead and, and, and get that work in. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because you know, the results are, are paid, you know what I mean? And so, um, but you know, I, I, I kind of, I joked about just my dad taking some time to himself and really um, trying to help. It, it, I, I think now looking back again, this is one of the things that you look at. I think that's what it, probably, it made him a better father and a better husband. Like you have to have that time. Yeah. Yeah. You, um, because 
we're human too still. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, st- we still have work. We still have, you know, podcasts and, 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 and projects that we're working on. And on. I mean, there's our plate professionally is full. Yeah. And then you still have to, you know, be an awesome husband. You still got bills to pay. You still got to do this and that on the house. You still got to take kids to practice and swimming and this and that. And, you know, we do it and we do it well, thank God. But, you know, you still need that 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 reboot mm-hmm. because <laughs> after a while, your body's like, hey, dog, hey, I'm from the vault. I'm, I'm tapping out. Right. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, hey, listen, like you said, we're husbands, we're fathers, we're black men in America. And the stress and strain on us on a daily basis, you need an outlet. Yeah. You need yeah. something for everybody need a peace of mind and, and for us especially we need a peace of mind um when I was younger basketball was my peace of mind it was when I got on the court I forgot about everything going on in my life mm. everything mm. and the gym has kind of tra- been that for me now yeah nice. where when I step into the gym and I put those headphones on and I listen to that music or listen to that podcast and I just get in my zone I, I'm not. I'm not trying to think about everything that's waiting for me outside those doors. Like I'm. I want to live in the moment. I, this is my serenity. I've even. I've even picked up yoga. I yeah. do. I do more yoga and, and try to meditate. From you know, I need to. I've tried to do better. I'm trying to find out is it better for me to meditate first thing in the morning or last thing at night before I go to bed. Um, but yeah, these are all things that we have to consciously work at and be and be adamant about. Um, you know, because of all the pressures that we have as fathers and husbands. Absolutely, yeah. man. I, I tell you, my, my old man trait that I picked up recently that I never thought would happen, my 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 safe space outside of music has become like grilling, like smoking. Mm. Yeah. So I literally will like get a piece of meat from the store, Yeah, you know, um, you know, pecan and steak or something like that, dude. And I will like sit out there while they play yeah and like cook for like four or five hours right and I, i'd be like in heaven yeah and i'm like i'm acting like a 50 year old man at a, at a uh yeah. hbc homecoming i'm right, right, <laughs> like, right, right. With, like, with your leather sandals yeah yeah you know, <laughs> playing frankie beverly and amazing in the background you know out there humming shoot yeah. Yeah, dude, but no that that's my that's my thing right now that's that that's my that's my getaway so um I, I was so Joe. Did you ever watch the show Lovecraft Country? I watched most of it. I didn't get to finish it. Okay. All right. All right. Um, Rob, I know you watched it because we talked about it frequently. Yep. Um. So, um, there's a character named Hippolyta Freeman, and she's like her father. You know, she's like an like an explorer, or whatnot, right? And um, she goes through this character arc in that show to where she kind of like like disappears for a, a while, um, and goes off on her own little uh, journey. You know what I mean? Like, and you realize part of like she, you realize what happened. She traversed through time and she danced with Josephine Baker and then she became like, um, an Amazon warrior, you know, uh, and like she just kind of had all these experiences, you know, and then she went off and, and then um, became a, a space explorer and she'd really developed a whole sense of herself. And then when she came back, um, like, you know, her daughter was kind of mad at her because her daughter was like, you, you left, like you, <laughs> you were gone. You know what I'm talking about? Remember that, Rob, right? I remember. Okay. Yep. So like she's like, You left, you left. And then, you know, and I'm paraphrasing here, but she has this thing, she's like, I 
in order for me to be a better parent to you, I had to find myself. Yeah. Because otherwise I can't be good to you. You know what I mean? And if I have these things to where I'm just like holding back because I'm only pouring into you, that's not going to be good. Because I'm not going to, I can't give you what you need. You know, especially what you're going to need going forward. You need a whole me, not just a piece of me. Yeah. And yeah, so, that's good. and I'm again, I'm paraphrasing here. That just might be a Kamar iteration. But, you know, what I think about that because, like, say for this podcast, and there's other things, projects I'm, in, I, I'm involved in, you know, I sometimes I think my kids like, man, like, you know, like even my kid, my daughter, like, are oh, you recording another podcast? And I, the, they're going to get to a place to where I'm going to talk to them. Like, you know, well, daddy needs to do these things. Yeah. You know, it's part of its creative space. Because if I don't do these things, I'm not going to be the, the father that you're going to need. Because I need space to do things that are going to make me happy. And are going to make me see my full self. Otherwise, you know, you're going to get a part of me and you're going to get a grumpy person. You're going to be get a miserable person. Because all I'm going to be thinking about, like, I could have been doing this, you know, but right. I'm doing it. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't want to do that. I want to be able to say, all right, dad, now daddy's done with doing what he needs to do. I'm going to pour into you. Right. You know what I mean? But if I'm only pouring into you, then I'm left. I'm not left whole. And I think that's something different than our parents. Our parents put a lot of things on the shelf for their for their they lives did. Did. in order to, to pour into them. And we, we're better for it. But sometimes I look back and. You know, I look at it now and I'm like, man, like, dad, what is your interest? Mom, what are your interests? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they've put this stuff on the shelf now because yeah. their interests were their interest was their children. Right. And I don't want that to be my interests are not my children. My children are my life, but they're not my interest. Yeah. And, and that's a hard balance, man, because, you know, raising children. It, it, it's so important that when we're when we're with them, that we're present. Yeah. So you have to pour everything you try to pour everything into them in that moment. Yeah. You know, you want to be, give them all your attention. Mm-hmm. But I mean, after you, you know, after you've done that for four or five hours, you're like, whoo, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And now you need a refill. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, the, the things that you just listed, like that's, that's our refill. You got to have that. Yeah. Otherwise people start getting spanked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, all, that's probably what it was. That, that's probably what's not probably why, that's probably because, everybody was whooped. because they're angry, <laughs> but they, they didn't really know how to deal with their own emotions, and so yeah. they were just angry yeah. about a lot of things, and they couldn't really deposit that in other places. Yeah, you like, know, I could have been at Motown, but I'm here with you. I'm here with you. Like my mom, <laughs> my mom, you know, was an amazing. I remember this. My mom was an amazing singer, and she used to sing in this group, and then she just stopped. And then I remember, and then it's weird because occasionally, very, very on a rare occasion, my mom would break out into a song. I'm like, damn, I just forget how great of a voice wow. she has. And it's weird because that's one of the things I'm, I'm, I hate about it, that I did not get that. I have a terrible <laughs> voice. But I wish I got that from her. My mother has an amazing voice. Wow. And I think about, damn, man, like, I just wish that mom would have kept that going. You know, because it's like it's a talent that was never fully realized. Like she could have, what, where she, where that could have gone, I don't know. That's but the she, sacrifice. But yeah. she put that on the shelf. Yeah, she put her amazing gift on the shelf for her children and her family. You know, go ahead, Rob. So uh, for my dad, he was him and his brothers were uh, local DJs in Virginia. Yeah. So he has crates and crates, crates of albums. Mm. And um, actually blessed us with a lot of those crates. So we have a music room in our house with a lot of those crates that he gave to me mm-hmm. and, and Ashley. 
And um, so my dad would go down, and this is in Maryland, so we had basements. So my dad would go down in the basement, and I just hear music coming from the basement. Mm. And he would just be down there for hours. And as a kid, I'm like, what are they doing? Like, why is he down there for so long just listening to music? Was like, what's up with this guy? And, but as I got older, it, it, uh, definitely when I became a father, I it, I understood like, oh, uh, he needed that time. Yeah, yeah. He, he he needed that time. That was his personal time yeah. to just zone out. And every now and then, I would catch a little aroma. Coming from the basement, yeah, just a little, yeah. just a little, just a little, little herbage, just a little herbage, right. little some, some, yeah. just a little some, some. Yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let's not move off that. When, when was the first time you realized what that was? Because I remember this. Not until college. I, not until college. I realized it. So, my parent, my dad did that. I remember one time, my dad really had a. He had some friends over, and I was like, and it was like, I probably, I don't know. 13, 14, but I, when I realized, you know, because Snoop had put me on game, and I'm like, oh, that's not a cigarette. <laughs> that, no. smell is, that smell is very poignant. <laughs> yeah. So the funny thing is, growing up, I didn't know what that smell was. Right. Um, but then, thank you, North Carolina A&T State University. Um, <laughs> the, second best, the, the second best HBCU. Yep. That's right. <laughs> got to college. And was like, you know, the, 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 we were part. There were guys that were part. I personally didn't, but I was around and yeah. second-handed guys that would partake. Yeah, and it, it it wasn't until then that I realized, oh, that's what that smell was coming from my basement. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, but yo, you know what's interesting though, man. You guys kind of have me thinking. So I. I joke with um, my wife a lot about, and, and Cam too sometimes about how you know when you become a father. Well, first of all, when you become a husband, but even even more so when you become a father, like it's almost like pieces of you they don't have to die, but pieces of you like got to mature a little bit. They got to mature and or remain dormant until you've done your job with the kids. Yeah, like my I can tell there's pieces of my dad that literally have been in hibernation that we never knew about, but now that we're grown. We're like, man, first of all, who knew this, this dude could dance like that? Yeah. Who knew he could drink like that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who knew he saw that many movies? Who knew, you know, that he was so into cars? I mean, all these things yeah. that he kind of put on pause. Yeah. Just so he could be present and provide and, and, and let us do these things. And and I think that's that's one of the challenges for us, like you said, is trying to not only make sure you had that time, but the things that you do love, that they don't die and I think that's what's encouraging about it is that it's on pause for now. Right. But as soon as they walk up to fam, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be right back to you back it. to Yeah. 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 I, and I, I, I want, I want to peel into that, that Diddy portion, but I, Rob, I'm going to ask you a question. Um, speaking of, you know, music and somebody who actually, uh, like to partake, partake in extracurricular activities. Why did Bobby Brown, Asked his girlfriend to get an abortion. <laughs> I got a feeling this might actually be a good one. Go for it. Because he didn't want a new edition. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
All right, you worked your way back up to a six. Okay. Okay. You worked your way back up. You, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um. Set, set back up to a six. Okay. Back, back, back. Yeah. Okay. Did that do it for you, Joe? What? Yeah, that'll do it. That'll, that'll do it. That was it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, speak. You know, keeping in that music theme. So, I mean, you know, the title of the podcast is going to be, you know, from Daddy to Diddy, or, you know, whatnot. Um, talk about repressing the inner Diddy or having that Diddy inside of us, and we're like, man, like you know, like what is that? I know you and I talk about it extensively, yeah. Joe. But like, what is that like to tell the world? What that's like, and then Rob, I'll t- I'll, I'll chime in with. Oh no, no, Rob, Rob let's actually, start with you. Actually, real quick, real quick, I'm about to reach my destination. Okay. So I'm gonna go ahead and let y'all finish. Okay. Um, it's been real. This has been good conversation. This has been therapeutic conversation. And I'll say my last my last thought will be for all the dads out there: if you don't have a circle of fellow dads to have conversations with. Like this, get one. Yeah. Word. Rob, can I ask you though? I, I, I'm, that's, yeah. that's a great point, but can you give me a minute of like what it's like to repress your inner ditty? You don't want to. Hello? Say it again. What it's like to what? To repress your inner ditty. Your, your inner ditty. Oh, man. It feels great. I mean, listen. It feels great to like repress said, the, the ditty? We're still in. Oh, you know I do. No, I'm sorry. I'm just, maybe you're not understanding the question. I'm saying, what is it like to repress, like the inner ditty, like when you have? Oh, repress it. Oh, I thought you said refresh it. I oh. thought you said refresh it. No, no. I was like, oh, I refresh. No. But to repress it, I mean, it's it's a, it's mature. I I, I kind of chalk it up to just maturity in in life. You know this. Some things you hold on to and some things you just kind of got to, I don't know if it's, you call it for the better good, for the better good of the, of the family or for, for yourself. But, you know, sometimes you just kind of got to say, yeah, I do want to move this way. I know I can move this way right, right. if I wanted to. But the greater good of it, like, is it really one, is it worth it right. to move this way? To what's the greater good here? What right. you know is is this really gonna benefit? Yes, it may feel good in the moment, but in the in the end game, in the long run, are you gonna look back on it and be like, yeah, I didn't need to do that? Right, 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 right. Facts. So that's when it when those moments occur, which they will happen, and it does happen. Um, you just kind of gotta reality check yourself yeah. from time to time. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right, brother. Uh, you know, be safe, Rob. be safe, yeah. man. And I'm actually gonna get leave Appreciate you. With the, I'm gonna leave you with a joke since you're leaving. Okay. All right. Um, uh, thank you. I'm because you because you. I think you need this joke. All right. So, um, why did Will Smith go to Kinko's? Why? Because he wanted some fresh prints. Hey, hey, that was a, hey. You ended on a high note. Hey, you, hey, hey, fresh print. You know what? Hey, you ended on an eight. Hey, way to go! Way to step up in the clutch. Well, when, when you way listen, to step up. I got a, I got another joke. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give Joe, Joey. but, but, but I, I'm. So you may that don't, may not don't be. Say it. 
<laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Joey, don't let don't let him say another one. Dude, That's don't, it. Don't ruin it, That's right? It. <laughs> All right. Don't ruin it. All right. All don't right. ruin it. All right, okay. I may, I may, right, see, I may see that. All right, man. Be cool. Right, later, Fred. Love you too. Man. All right. Um, you know, so you talked to me about the inner ditty, man. Yeah. So you, you know, what's kind of cool about that? If you, if you still want to use it as a as a reference, which I think is a great reference, I think the inner ditty, who is alive and well and and powerful, it's like, especially over the last two three years. It's really been making him enjoy different things. So it's taking that same energy, but instead of like, oh, okay, man, I need to, I need to, I need to be a rock star today and 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 go do this and go do that or you know whatever whatever. Um, it's okay, you know. Let me let me take wifey to Aruba and yeah, and let's go ham. Yeah, and. And, and, you know, let her, let me be Diddy and let her be Mace right next to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or if, you know, because of COVID. Or big. Let her be or big. L- let her be biggie. Let yeah. me be in the background. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or taking the girls and, and blowing their mind with some type of experience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and letting them get a glimpse of how dope your parents really are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, it's, 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 it's like Rob said, it's the maturity but then um, a big part of it is because that is who you are. Yeah. Finding something that appeals to the ditty in you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. to suppress him, uh, it's not a, that no that no good. That no, that no, <laughs> that no good, Poppy. That no good, Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, um, for me, it's it's literally trying to find an auxiliary because right, I have this. You and I joke about it all the time. Like you know, we go to a party. Like this part. Oh, I remember Ivory. Um, we went to a party and I wanted, I wanted, I jump on the chair and I had the bottles. Yeah. Doing know, the most. Doing the most. And she was just like, if you don't get your ass down, like <laughs> right. you are embarrassing me. Right. But like, I'm like, that is in me. Like That is, in, that's me. That's me. I wanted, I'm the guy with the, I am him. I'm the guy with the fur coat and the shades <laughs> in the clubs spitting crystal at the camera. Like uh, that, weird. that is. That is literally inside me. Like, <laughs> yo, I remember one time, man. Me and Shells went to a serious sucker party here with Joey Digital and yeah. T Game. Shout out to them. And I was, but I was in Diddy mode. Yeah, shades on. Yeah, you know, in a corner sipping. I mean, I I really was on some rock star. Yeah. She was like, "You are so annoying right now." And that's so funny. That is so funny because our spouses they'd be like, "You are so annoying," but to the other people they're like, "Oh, I I want to be around that guy. Yeah, I like that. I like that guy. <laughs> yeah. Get him some more drinks." Right. Even dudes be like, "Yo, yo, I want to be on what you're on right now." Right. Like you know, yeah. and like it's amazing. It's weird because the funny thing is they like, love it and hate it. They love it, but well, yeah, spouses do love it and hate it because. My wife, she'd be like, all right, man, like, people just be attracted to you. Like, she'd be like, they would just be, like, just drawn to you. And and then when you chop it up a notch, it's like, it's it's weird how people just want to be around that. But she's like, I find it annoying. And I find it, like... I, can you please stop? Like, can you, like, she'll literally tell me, can you, not, can you not be on right now? Like, can you just not be on? You know, but she's also realized, and this is part of the get, you know, understanding that I had to get that auxiliary. Like, when I, when I walk into a room, I'll work the room. And in the beginning, she'd be like, why do you have to do that? But now she knows, like, all right, he's got to do, this is part of him doing it's that. your personality. In, the personality, the inner ditty, like, he's got to work the room, because people are going to do it anyway. They're going right. to come up to him. So he needs to, like, you know, he needs to do that because, I'm holding a part of that. You know yeah, what I mean? And she yeah. realized who she married. 
Right. You know, and when they, when they are, our kids are going to see like, damn, dad's kind of like, yeah, he's got, he's a, he's got some ditty in him. Like, you know, yeah. like he walks in a room, people are like, yo, did he like, you know, like the personality and the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they don't, they don't see it right now. Cause yeah. all they see is just daddy. And, and I, Exactly. And I think the the biggest growth thing about, you know, you and I laugh about this, about, about having that ditty in you is learning to share the stage. Yeah. Because there's a big part of us. Well, Diddy does not share the stage. Though, he does not share the stage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's learning how to make every time we are on stage, make it like a bad boy reunion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where you, you do it the most, but you do the most with your family yeah. and your friends. Yeah. Um, I mean, like your tight friends, not the yeah. random people in downtown. Right, right, right. You know right, what I'm right. saying? So it's, it's, a, it's a different kind of Diddy. And, yeah. and and the kids like it and I see it in them it's it's funny when I watch them around kids like yeah. you're like eh. yeah she's got a little bit of ditty in her <laughs> yeah 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 you yeah. know always oh god yes yeah. god yes I see that yeah I feel like oh yeah she got some ditty in her yeah I'm like oh okay <laughs> all right, right. right. And you can't turn it down you can't turn it down you, turn you it know down. you just gotta help you gotta let it mature a little bit let you like gotta mature, get that man you know and the other part about it I won't get into this in deeply but I'll just say you know, um, the other side of that, where well, you have to bring that ditty down and not internally, because then you get some reactions from the opposite sex that is problematic for your wife. Because and you're not doing it. No, it's just your natural personality. It's, it's you. It's, it's you. And then it's just like they just come and it's like, oh wait, I didn't right. mean for that reaction to happen. Right. I would. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I just, you know, let me bring let me let me turn it down a little bit. Right. You right. know. And, and we're older now too, right? So yeah. I think one of the things that I know I personally enjoy that my daughters get to see is when the Diddy swag yeah. speaks for it more so than like us jumping up on the couch with the bottle. Right, right, so right. Like when we're walking with them in the mall. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, we see somebody we know, you know, we're high five and we're yeah. shaking hands and, yeah. you know, oh, what's up, girl? I ain't seen you, da da da, da whatever. Right. And then you just walk on and you're, and you're, you're, you're being this awesome husband, father with your your girls, and, and and they see the swag. Yeah, yeah, they see the swag. Yeah, you know it. it yeah, it's it's a cool thing. It's, it's dope. That's dope, man. I want to end on this. I I see you're wearing a Lita shirt. Yeah, and so it's ironic because um, this morning I was dropping my daughter off, and a Leah song came on. You know, at your best. Yeah, with the, you know the, the you know the, the Isley brothers, brothers and. You know, and I was just singing her the song while she, you know, she's looking out the window and I'm like, I'm talking to her, but I'm singing to her at the same time. And I don't want, I hate my voice, but you know, I was like, at your best, you all love, you know, like, yeah. you know, like, and we're just like, you know, you, you're the single greatest inspiration, you know, and it's like, you know what I mean? Like you're a powerful motivation force in my life. I'm like saying these things to her. Yeah, yeah. And I thought to myself like, no, that's not parenthood because not at your best, you are loved. You are loved, period. Yeah. You know, it's like you could be at your worst. Yeah. And you are loved. Just not at your best. And you are still a positive motivating factor in my life. You know what I mean? Like, that is actually one of the things where, I, and I told her, I was like, I said, you know, I know daddy sung like at your best, you are loved, but you know, you know, daddy loves you, period. Right. You don't have to be at your best. Just daddy loves you. And that's what's mo most important. You know, and that's kind of like one of the moments where I like to play them old R&B songs. Yeah. Because that's my love language. Music is my love language. And I, I like to talk to them through music. Yeah. You know, yeah. even if they don't understand it, you know what I mean? Like, I think they will. 
Yeah. You know, so I find it ironic that you were wearing the Aaliyah shirt because I literally, before I got here, That's dope, I dropped man. her off, you know, and I went, I was singing it, but talking it through her. But her. isn't that dope too, man? Like, children, I mean, did you ever think that you could love every single part of somebody? <sighs> no. Crazy, insane. You love them more than you love yourself, man. That's what I'm saying. It's weird. <laughs> like, you hate parts of yourself, but you love everything, everything about them. Everything about them. Everything. everything. You know? Everything. And it's, like, weird, man. Yeah. You're like, jeez, I love everything. And it's, like, they don't understand. Like, sometimes I feel like I feel weird about it. Like, I'm like, God, I don't think they understand how much I love them. Like, they don't get it's, it. It's a crazy thing. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I, I was trying to tell them uh, without getting too deep. Um... I forgot what happened, but whatever it was, I was, I was trying to give an example of how much God loves us. Yeah. I was like, have you ever thought about like how you behaved, but God still allows you to do this? Yeah. Allows you to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, not deserving, but God still gives you that promotion. still yeah. gives you that job. Like that's, that's a father's love. Yeah. Like he loves us in spite of us. Yeah. And I kind of tried to explain that to them in a children's way. Yeah. But like as we're talking about it right now, it just reminded me like it's the it's the same thing for our girls, mm-hmm. you know, Rob for his son. Like we love them so much more than we even love ourselves. Yeah. And there's nothing that we would not do or give so that, that so that they can feel that and know that and, and push them to be everything that they are, even when they think they aren't. Yeah. Like that's a father's love. So it's funny you should say that because I remember a conversation I had years ago. Somebody was having their first child and um, they're asking me, like, what is it like, like having your child? And I said, you know, uh, I mean, this is actually a person I knew at church. I said, I didn't really understand the concept of God's love until I had a child. Boom. I said, I didn't get it. I didn't understand. I thought I understood it. Right. But I didn't get it until I had a child. You can't. Right. You cannot comprehend it. <laughs> like, it's it's insane. Like, yeah. and I said, I said, can I think about it? I'm like, because God, like, God, and I didn't understand God's love for us. Right. Because I said, I, I explained it to him. I said, God sent his only begotten, begotten son. Only. You know, be, and to save this world. And I said, I love my child so much, I would never do that. I would never send my child to save the world. Right. But you would die to save her. But I would die to save her. But I would never send my child to save the world. I don't love the world like right. that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. y'all are going. It's sorry. If the world came to me, like, we got to sacrifice your child or the, or billions of people. I'm like, well, right. y'all had a good run. Right. <laughs> it's been real. It's been real. Right. You, know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I would never do that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and so it's. I said, and so uh, what, for me, when I conceptualized that, like for what God is, I was like, God, like, that is an amazing love and sacrifice. Cause that's the sacrifice you'll never understand. Never understand. You know? And so, you know, um, I just, I don't know. So that's kind of what I, I, maybe we should end on that. Or do you want me to end on a, on a joke? No, uh, you know what? Go ahead. Go ahead. Get it off. Get it. You want me to end it? Rob's gonna listen to this. Like Joe, why'd you do that? All right, all right. So this may I probably should have left, kept it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Commit. Yeah, commit to it. All right. What are the pronouns of Michael Jackson that they like to be called under? Oh God. What? 
<laughs> you know how people like grow like he she or he like he, he him, he. <laughs> but he like to be called he he. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> Never back down to six. <laughs> oh man, no nah, man. Listen, I I enjoy this conversation, man, and um, you know, I really uh, I really appreciate you taking out carving out some time and no, doing this, you, and I, man. And I appreciate everybody if they listen to this podcast. You really enjoyed it. Please subscribe. Please share it. And you know, with that being said, uh, because we talk this podcast is about Diddy. From Daddy to Diddy, I think it's important that we play uh, this track. I'm back where I belong. Yeah, I never felt so yeah. strong. Yeah. I'm back, I'm feeling like there's nothing I can't try. Yeah. And if you with me, put yeah. your hands high. Put your hands high. You haven't lost a life before. Hey. This one's and if for you, me, put your hands high. Yeah. Your dreams are filled. You're rocking with the best. Yeah. I'll be on the song. I hear the tears of a clown. Uh, I hate that song I always feel like they talking to me When it comes on Another day, another dawn Another Keisha, nice to meet you Get the mad I'm gone What am I supposed to do when the club lights come on It's easy to be puffed But it's harder to be shown What if my twins ask me why I ain't married a mom Damn, how do I respond What if my son stares with a face like my own And says he wants to be like me when he's grown Damn but I ain't finished grown. Another night that never will prolong. Another day, another dawn. Come on, just tell Keisha to reach out.